Gus. Hello, hello. We took too long for this one. Yeah. Once again. Today we got a special guest, <clears throat> a very close friend of mine that I got an awesome experience with, somebody that I've grown a, a, a great love for in a very unexpected fashion, and I know they'll throw that back at me later on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he's just waiting. We got Tony Munoz in the house. Welcome, Tony. Thanks for having me, Wes. Thanks, Gus. Apologize to everybody listening out there. My throat's a little raw. There's been a flu, whatever going around, people taking flu shots. I don't even know if that shit's legit, but we won't go into that conspiracy yet. Lying it's herpes. Neither. Mm. Damn, bro. Mm. That's hard, mm. dude. See how he starts off? Grenade's going off with right the away. first we, minute. Hey, right now, you got you to gotta find the, the <laughs> bomb button, bro, so you can do that shit. Um, for everybody out there, so I just want to give everybody an update on how I met Tony. Um, and then we'll, we'll just start, we'll go from there. Uh, Tony's a member at the gym, at the UFC gym over here in Miami, in Kendall, Kendall, Miami. And um, I'm not sure what drove you to want to start boxing. Well, you okay, so Tony, Tony, how old are you? I'm 47. Okay, 47. 47 years young. And and he looks amazing. So if you guys, Thanks, whether you brother. catch it on video or if you're listening on audio, he looks amazing. Um, I don't want to say 447, he just looks amazing. Happens to be 47, so he's a little jack, but not crazy jack. He's a little rip, <clears throat> all that good stuff. And um, I guess when he was working out pretty intense back in the days, and you know people knew him, I, the boxing got your attention. I'm not sure. Do you remember the details? Yeah, I mean, listen, I've been a gym rat for the better part of you know 30 years, and I think that our first interaction started when I asked you for uh, training for my son. It, oh. it was for Uno, and then and then we just built a friendship, and we started like dialoguing on you know maybe I want to incorporate a different discipline, yeah, for right. fitness. You know, getting older, um, uh, wiser, but you know sometimes a little squeaky in the elbows, knees, and so right. I said, hey, how can I continue to stay fit but incorporating adding a different element? And so you brought up you know the boxing, and so we we hit it off. Uh, that's how we started training and stuff. Excellent. So then we started doing that. Um, we, we definitely bonded quick. We already had bonded prior to it. We bonded even more at that time. And I get to know a little bit more about you and we go into each other's stories and so on and so yeah. forth. And um, so I don't know how long it was after, but at the time you had a, a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. um, how long were you with her? Were you with her? Was that a short one? So, you know what? She was, uh, her and I were together um, uh, on and off. Uh, for four years okay. uh, after my after my divorce and um, yeah, so so she was in your life, <clears throat> and I think that um, I'm not sure how it occurred, but I know from one day to another, you you disappeared on me, mm. and you didn't reply back. You didn't yeah. re I text you like crazy, yeah. and and you know at first I was coming off as a coach, yeah, but then I came off. I said you know I remember I I, I said hey. You haven't hit me up in like in two weeks. Yeah. You haven't trained. You haven't been in the gym. Uh, forget about the coaching aspect. I'm worried. Now yeah. I'm worried as a friend. Yeah. What, what's going on? You know, fuck coaching. Where are you at? What's the deal? And I guess that kind of helped you open up. Yeah. And I remember pretty vividly, man. I think your immediate text was scary, dude. It was, um, yeah. It was, uh, fuck, something in the realms of, I'm in deep, Wes. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm super low right now. Yeah. And it was just very weird, you know, like it was a stagnant words. And I was like, what are you talking about, Tony? Call me. What's going on? Yeah. I tried calling you. You dodged it. I tried calling you. You dodged it. I texted you. You waited about an hour. And then you text me back and you said, um, I think you said something like, she left me. Uh, life has life is really bad right now. And I just found out my nephew. 
Yeah. Um, pass, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, um, you know, for for those that that don't know, I obviously I know that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm in recovery, and I've been in recovery for a number of years. <clears throat> It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I live today like it's for today, like it's meant to be lived. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So um, congrats. Yep. And and um, during that time, um, it was almost like a two prong approach where I had, you know, uh, what I perceived to be, you know, one of the biggest heartaches, which is, you know, when love is lost mm. and love uh, mm-hmm. goes awry, you, you you're and, and if you make that the core of your life. Right. It gets really shitty. Right. Um, I've learned a lot from that. Uh, but then I also have a best friend who's, whose son, and he and I are very close, and his son had passed away from testicular cancer. So it was just a very dark, I think the exact word that I used was, uh, I'm in the abyss. And when you, as an addict, when you, when you go deep, you, know. you almost want to go as deep as you can. Right. right? It's almost like a self-inflicted pain mm-hmm. and that journey. You want to almost kind of like drag yourself and drag, drag yourself through the dirt. And so that, that's where I was. Um, it, it was the, probably the worst three weeks. Um, I, I had relapsed during that time. It was the worst three weeks that I, that I can remember in a long, long time. So I yeah. want to try to give not just myself yeah. because... There's so many levels. I know that's a very common thing that I say. There's levels to it, and there really is. There's so many levels of binging, however it is that you win, and yeah. this this trip down the abyss. Mm. What was what exactly was that like? Like, if you don't mind talking about it, I don't know if it's something that your doctor yeah. says you shouldn't do or, or no. anything. But if you don't mind talking about it, what were the levels? And you don't have to disclose every detail, but what were the levels of what you were doing? What, how, what was this everyday activity going on for these three weeks of hell and yeah. and all that? You know, as an addict, um, you know, when you, <clears throat> when you're faced with, uh, either a relapse or if you're in active recovery, excuse me, an active addiction, there's, there's various levels, right? So, you know, in the beginning it's always fun and then it becomes where it's not as fun. And then you start saying, Hey, every time I'm high or drunk or whatever, I'm getting into trouble. And then it comes like, I was still want to get high, but I don't want to get into trouble. So you basically seclude yourself in, 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 you know, the confines of your home. And that, and that's when it gets really dark because you're, you're not showering, you're not eating, you're not responding to, to work. And, and for me, work is a huge part of my life, right? Um, you know, I'm anchored uh, to my faith. I'm, I am deeply anchored to, to Jesus. And um, when, when you don't even hear the cry from, you know, Jesus or, and I'm not here to be preachy. Right. You've never thing, been that. Yeah. But, but the things <coughs> that, that you're really anchored to and the things that you really take comfort in. And you're not even responding to that. And again, going back to the, you know, where I mentioned my job, my job does not define me, but it's a critical part of my life. Of course. And, and with that, um, the fact that you're willing to put everything um, on the side just to focus on, you know, your fix is, is a really, you get into a really dark spot. Um, and, and those that have lived that know that. Um, and that's the reason why in every, in any recovery you know, platform, um, treatment center, you know, they always say, um, the addict will take advice and find a solution from another addict. And that's the reason why you'll see in a lot of treatment centers, Alcoholics Anonymous, those that walk the path and are able to achieve recovery are those that are able to kind of coach, bring on and help other alcoholics. And so luckily I, I reached out to the right person. And, and as a result of that, um, you know, I, I went back to treatment 
for the third time. And, um, you know, that was by far. So this uh, was a third relapse. Th this was the, th the third relapse, yeah. It, you know, and listen, sometimes. You or know, second relapse. You went in. Came out, had a relapse, can't win in. Well, th I'm talking about through my through my years of okay. addiction, I've been to treatment. Three oh, times. okay, yeah. okay, so, okay. So three times, um, I learned a little bit more than than the next from you know the one that I was going into. Um, how, how, in what span were those treatments? Like the first uh, one compared to the in, second? In about three years, three. Kind of yeah. evenly sp spread Pretty out. Pretty evenly split, yeah. So the first one um, went to treatment. Three months later, I went back in. And then the second one, I was um, I was on the straight and narrow path for about two and a half years, and then that's the third one was when when you and I connected. Yeah. Is it is it always the same thing that calls you back? Are we talking about drugs and alcohol, or just alcohol and then alcohol leads to drugs? Or? It's uh, primarily alcohol. Primarily alcohol. Um, but you know, again, when you're in when you're in a drunken stupor and and right. and, and um, low is not low enough, you you find a way to bring you know Something friend, else into it. the friends that bring you lower right? right and whatever that is right whatever flavor that is you bring it in um and so yeah that's 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 been my walk um you know today i'm really i'm really grateful for it and like i wouldn't i wouldn't have said that mm -hmm. a month coming out of treatment for my third time but for me and it's not a badge of honor it's not a badge of honor but today i help out i help a lot of people through addiction um, I understand it. Um, I'll always be an addict, and I wake up every morning knowing that I am an untreated alcoholic. And so, how do I approach the day? Right? Is it about gratitude? Is it about helping another alcoholic? Is it about just staying in your lane, keeping your side of the street clean? It's all. It's about all those. All things. of those. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's. Um, some people. I, I, some people tend to go too hard. Yep. Uh, kind of like you know. Sorry to go there. Kind of like a, a super born again Christian who's just every chance they got, they're trying to preach. Why are you, you apologizing? For, about for, that? For, well, because I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like that's my only intention. Because no, you know, we, we were talking shit earlier. That's yeah, all. But that's um, okay. you know, I try to be respectful when it comes no, to people's mean, religions and their beliefs. We, I don't do that. No we and I it was just you. Who? What? Talking shit about it. it was no, just, earlier on, you guys fucking hit me with the hatuking uh, of of the Holy Ghost, and we're just we're just saying, and we'll, you just you know, sometimes you may want to you may want to rub elbows, man. It may help you. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna get into that, okay? Because okay? because right. uh, I think there's definite ways where we meet in the middle about that belief we just yep. have different ways of breaking it down and describing it yep. so but um when 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 this whole thing occurred yeah did you did you feel like okay you're gonna come out of it you know it's only a matter of time because you've been through this before mm -hmm. or when you go in that deep you, you, don't, you know. don't you don't realize it. you don't you, you just don't, don't know. know until you just continue hitting bottom and it's um that that's where the pain comes in the pain and and you know like you know so those that don't understand addiction they feel uh, they're very quick to uh, offer a suggestion just stop well it, it, you, how, you you can't tell somebody who deals with depression just be happy it's it doesn't work that way and so um you know just stop doesn't apply you literally almost have to be extracted and put into a clinical setting if it depends on how bad you get. Right. Um, but like long-term sobriety and long-time recovery re requires a lot of work. And it starts with having like a clinical setting help you kind of get normal. Because if you're leading up to um, that setting and you haven't slept in three days and you haven't eaten in seven days, um, you know, it's, going to an alcoholics meeting is not going to help you. It's very difficult for your average person who's never, even myself, who's never been through 
shit, I can't go fucking four hours without eating. <laughs> so yeah. to to think no sleep, no eating for a couple of days or so, and and you know that that's pretty crazy. You know, so I think when people would give that thought, no human being wants to do that knowingly. You know, when they know how hungry they'll be, how detrimental it is to their body. So obviously if they're doing that, yeah. there's a there's a severe problem there. Just looking like the hierarchy of needs, right? Like food, shelter, you know, well-being, all, you know, all those things. If you're an addict, you basically flip that around. And basically, you know, your shelter, your food, your companionship, all the things that make us human beings, you put that on the you know, you put that on the side. You prioritize the here and now, the fix the help me f not feel this way and however it is that you manipulate that whether it's alcohol or cocaine or marijuana whatever it is that's that's the mind of an addict they prioritize things a whole lot differently how long have you been clean now it's gonna, i'm going on three years that's that's awesome that, so that's yeah, that's obviously been your yeah. your best you're, you know? yeah yeah and you definitely feel a whole different I feel like, uh, like I, this is it. Like you really feel, I mean, you, you, you yeah. glow, you glow with it ever since, you know, yeah. and I know that your, your wife and your, and your kid and, and work and everything plays a ginormous role in helping you, you know, get back on your feet and feel so good. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very fearful for your job. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And I remember that they were I'm lucky, so man. understanding and they, well, you know, it speaks volumes about how good you are, at what you do. Yeah, because they they seriously have any ground to fucking to I, thank you. I get it, but like everybody's replaceable, man. I am exactly. a lucky well, guy. I it, let's call it for what it is. I'm good, but I mean, there's probably the better. Really, <laughs> there probably is more more than likely. I am a really lucky guy. I am filled with gratitude because of that. I'm blessed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am. I am beyond blessed. Speaking of, speaking of your job, what what is it? Tell everybody what you do. So um, I, I've been on the commercial side of the. Um, I've worked for a commercial franchise in healthcare in biotechnology for the last twenty two years, uh, primarily. What, what company? Pharmaceutical sales. So so I've I've worked with all the big ones. So from Pfizer to the Medtronics to um, Aventus. I'm currently uh, working with a company by the name of Zerus. They're the uh, ones that do the infused and and. Those capsules, so Zerus. So Zerus, it's funny you talk about uh, diabetes. We are in the diabetes space. We've been able to stabilize glucagon, which is the other hormone that our body. If you're a non-diabetic, you have two hormones, right? right? You have insulin and you have uh, glucagon. Glucagon. It's hard to treat a diabetic with glucagon because it's hard to stabilize it in a water solution. Not to get all techie here or science. No, please go but, right ahead. But, we love that shit. We, but we've been able to do that, right? And so now we can easily administer glucagon for severe hypoglycemia, which is when a patient has a low blood sugar, which... So is this a patent that you're, the company you work for has only they have it? No we, one else has we're this? We're the only ones that have it. We, right just got, we just got PDUFA approval by the FDA on September 10th. We're fully ready, commercialized now. We've hired 60 uh, managers who are going to hit the field. Ooh. They actually hit the field last week for the first week. So, you know, when, I, when I'm at the gym, it's basically borrowed time because for the most part, for the last 11 months, I've been, you know, doing the Miami, Chicago, Miami, Boston routes. Uh, so I typically leave uh, Tuesday mornings and I come back Fridays. So people out there listening, you know, I've been trying to get Tony to do the, the podcast for uh – I don't know, maybe, I, mean, I haven't pushed him hard, but you know, I probably brought it up about him being part of it maybe like two months ago, but then out of nowhere, maybe not out of nowhere, just uh, me not knowing, he started traveling his ass off yep. and uh, for work, 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 work. 
And then when you came back, of course, you want to spend time with your family, with your kids. So that was understandable. And then finally, we got you in here. So that's great, man. Um, that sounds like a dope company. That's, yeah. pre- that's a pretty awesome. Um, really, really good stuff. I mean, it's it's the darling of biotechnology firms right now. Um, when you look at diabetes and all the innovation, it's primarily to treat high blood sugars with very little to any uh, innovation on hypoglycemia. We're the first... Um, we're, we're going to introduce the first product into that market in 30 years. So, 30 so years. I remember you used to tell me, and this was years ago, so now I would, you sound like you're in a bigger position, but yeah. you would have a team. Yeah. You had a team of people, and you would direct and send them and so on and so forth. W- what exactly do you do? Like, What are the details of your job? You go to these locations, you present this to other companies, hospitals? Like, What, what are you doing? So, so I do have a team. I have a team of 10, um, 10 managers across the southeast. So I have uh, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, and the Carolinas. Uh, that's, that's my region. Now, once we, once uh, after November 7th, um, I'll be spending a lot of time in that area. And so we drive demand for our drug by visiting the physician in their office. And so we basically talk about the merits safety, efficacy, tolerability of our product um, to clinicians, and then they prescribe, and then our patients, and not our patients, but their patients, then um, fill those prescriptions at their local pharmacy. And it comes in a pre-filled syringe, so it's ready to go. There's no need to mix it. When they're feeling low, they just basically administer that pre-filled syringe. So I'm, I'm like, I am in the people business. Yeah, I'm in biotechnology, but I often tell my team, like even them, they are customer facing. We are in the people business. Yeah, we drive demand for the portfolio. We represent Zeris, but at the end of the day, our job is to connect. And a lot of people have the ability to communicate, but very few connect. And I think that those that can, you know, connect are the ones that ultimately build inroads with uh, their customers and ultimately establish that you know that reputation, that loyalty, that brand uh, that ultimately physicians want to do business with. And so that's what we do. So er- earlier, before we started recording, you had mentioned a different route that you had taken from college. Yeah. Um, you wanted to be a cop. You yeah. Be, well, you wanted you had bigger aspirations. Law to, to, yeah, yeah, law enforcement. Eventually, you wanted to deal with Thanks federal agents. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Here's here's like, yes. listen. This is this is like this is the theory. Future. Here's the theory component, right? This law enforcement, and you're like from the streets, bro. It's cops. The cop. <laughs> he was, he's so right, he though, was, right? He's <laughs> totally right. I mean, I sit in the front, he'll sit in the back. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is that, bro? <laughs> Guys, I'm a cleaned up man. Stop that. That's right. Um, no, but but honestly, though, so at first you want to get into law enforcement. Yep. And, and, and by the way, I didn't get to tell you off camera. So did I. I actually, when I was cool. in college, I enrolled in uh, um, criminology. That nice. was my first. Um, what do you call it? Not primary elective, like whatever you yeah, call the it. Core, like your yeah, the core, like your yeah. Um, so, but it was in that in during that class that I had my accident, and um, you know, once I had my accident, you know, the 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 instructor was a lieutenant, a retired lieutenant, mm-hmm. and he told me, listen, you're gonna get convicted. You'll be lucky if you don't go to prison. So, you know, finish the class, get the best grade possible, and then change your major because you have you can't do There's anything no with law yeah. in Florida except for um. Uh, paralegal. That's the that's the highest you can go in law when you're convicted uh, criminal. So um so yeah. So then I jumped ship and went elsewhere. But I definitely wanted to do the same thing you want to do. So yeah. h- how'd that go? So tell everybody that quick little story about what happened there. Uh, you know, from a very young age, enamored, <laughs> l- love law enforcement. Um, you know, uh, 
for the longest time I've, I wanted to wear the uniform, whether it was in the military or whether it was law enforcement. I, I, I think it's a very recognized, reputable profession, right? And so um, applied, was accepted. That process, I'm sure it's still long, tedious, boring, nerve-wracking, gut-wrenching. Did I do well enough? Are they going to kind of nitpick? Anyway, I got picked, right? Um, and then right before, like there's, I guess there's a time period before, you know, from when you get offered the position to when the, the academy starts, they, they say, hey, if you want to work for us, you know, you're not a police officer, but you work basically at, at HQ or you can work at the training center. And so they said, hey, you, you know, you can kind of speak. Is that uh, something they do now, Gus? Yeah, they'll do that. They did that for my brother. They had him working at the station doing records. and So, so just kind of like just to keep you in. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I wasn't employed at the time. I had just graduated. But you're not an officer. You're just doing stuff, working for you're the just, department. Yeah, you're an employee of. Okay. Yeah, you're an employee of the county. <coughs> okay. Um, you're under, you know, you're getting to know the protocol ins and outs of what it is to work for the county. And so I worked at the training center, and for about um, I don't know two and a half months, I was the guy that's basically situational kind of uh, scenarios where they, you know, the can the cadets or candidates that are applying to the. Um, you know, to the police force. This is part of the kind of like the assessment where they, you know, they, they're put into a situation where they have to determine who's right and who's wrong. And there's really no right or wrong. It's just basically how do you manage conflict? And so um, I was that guy, but I guess there was a difference of opinion with the other gentleman that worked with me. And uh, he woke up in a bad mood and I woke up in a bad mood and it was a recipe for disaster. And, and you know, he, he was, you know, he's, there was some, you know, some some racist comments that that he made, and I, I didn't, you know, take a liking to them, and and we literally had an all out brawl at the uh, training center. What do you, what do you call you, Spick? No, well, he he um he he used the you know the n the n word, and it wasn't even towards the Hispanics, but I just felt like if this guy's gonna be answering to a call of a you know fellow police officer, and he feels like this, and he's using the n word, right? I got a problem with that, right? Right, and so like I'm not saying I was you know. Uh, you know, Captain America, but right. I, I took a stand here, you know, like, Good. you know, yeah. and, and it literally escalated. And, um, you know, did you I, win? It, it was kind of messy. I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm vertically challenged, my man. So like for me, it's, it's, if I fight somebody, my, if I fight somebody, my height, I, I got a good shot, but I mean, it's t tall guys. It's not good. I mean, it's not good. Gus. He needs wrestling lessons, bro. I, no, listen, I used to wrestle in he's high a, school. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Gus is an elite wrestler. He's yeah, elite. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. when, you're like, when you're our height, man. You, yeah, that's the thing. You, know, you keep him close. Man. And the you taller you are, the worse you are at wrestling. <laughs> I suck at wrestling. I'm a striking animal, but I suck at wrestling. That's that's very true. Um, okay, so then so you fucked up that opportunity yeah. in some weird you know, twist of faith or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. And then... Where'd you go to next? What'd you start studying? Uh, so Did you you didn't choose fucking what's it called your your line no, of work? No, so choose. then so then Miami being the number one entry point for for cut flowers, you know you look if you go near Doral, uh, near um, the Metro Dade Police Department, there's a lot of flowers. Cut flowers. Cut flowers. Miami's the number I one. I thought he was G coding to tell me that he went into cropping trees. Like, no, <laughs> I'll leave that to you, brother. I don't even know what that means. Gro uh, growing like growing houses, growing weed, bro. Yeah. Grow houses. I'm Again, I'm in the backseat. You guys are driving. Yes. Okay, cool. We got that. Go. 
Horticultural specialist right here, brother. Just because I have <laughs> tattoos doesn't mean I do drugs. Oh, man. But go ahead. So somebody. anyway, so I, I went into cut flowers, and I did really well. I was, uh, you know, it was between, hey. Fucking flower I, cutter. I'm never yeah, going to forget this. Flower cutter. So I, I, I built a career um, selling cut flowers, and I did uh, really well for about five years. And then. Uh, five years. Yeah, five years. And but, then, but, did, but were you, you were still in school at the time, were you not? No, no, no. I had already graduated from FSU. Oh, okay, okay. And what'd, what'd, you, what'd you graduate? Everybody hear that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Um, um, what'd you graduate with? Uh, I uh, double major in criminology and business. Interesting. Oh, and then you had, to, after finishing all that, you still had to walk away from that because of that. From the police. Uh, right. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's funny. Today at, at church, um, you know, Pastor Ed Young uh, was, was talking about like, regrets in life. And I'm not saying I regret, because even today, like, you know, it's funny. I, I recently bought a house in Tallahassee because I travel there so much just to watch my Seminoles play. And so, like, my house is literally right next to TPD. And I follow TPD, like, you know, Tallahassee Police Department. I follow them on Instagram. And, and I've kind of reached out, hey, can I, what is it, you know, what can I do to be a reserve officer? And they're like... Not you, dude. <laughs> We're gonna ignore this. <laughs> so, 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 then. so anyway, um, what, what was I saying? Anyway, uh, you bought the house in Tallahassee. Also, I bought the house in Tallahassee. No, so the point of me saying that was, I, um, I'm still enamored by by police officers. You know, like I'm like, damn, I said that's you know, that's you know, a you, great can, job. you you can be a PI if you want. No, nah, man, I'm 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 a healthcare guy dude i'm I'm a healthcare guy now, and you know it's funny i you know graduated from f s u then I did my master's in business at University of Miami, and I'm finishing up a, a second master's right now. I'm currently at Brown. I think you know that. I'm, I'm at Brown no, University. Dude, that's fucking impressive. Man. Yeah, so it's you funny how, how how life has kind of um, changed in three years. I left treatment center now. I'm about to graduate from an Ivy League school with a master's in healthcare leadership. So wow. Um, awesome. Yeah, it's congrats. Dude. Yeah, it's it's been there's been some pain involved, man. But like, like what do they say? Like nothing great is easy, right? So so, so yeah. What what uh what value does something have if it's so easily attained? Right. Um. When you finish the five years of cutting flowers, yeah, flower cutting, is yeah. that the proper way of saying yeah, that? Yeah, whatever. Flower cutting. What was the next thing? Did you ever go into the health at that point? So uh, my brother and I built uh, a company that uh, allowed retail, and just this would be the you know, short, you know, long story short. We built a company. My brother's a Harvard MBA guy, big finance background, a lot of contacts, understands. Uh, how to raise capital to build a business, and so we built a platform that allowed retail flower shops to, you know, to buy directly from, you know, flower farms in Colombia and Ecuador, basically cutting out two players in the, in the distribution channel. Nice. Okay. And so we raised capital, a couple million dollars, built it, and then ultimately that's when the internet. Oh, that's when the I guess the I guess it wasn't a financial crisis, but a somewhat financial crisis before '08. Um, and, um, and so we were the last portfolio company to get funded and we were the first one to like go. And so I, just, I was out of a job. Um, and so I went into healthcare. This was uh, 21 years ago when I went in, I went to, I moved to New York and I decided, I started my career in pharmaceutical sales in Brooklyn, New York. And so from there I built a career in healthcare. So I started off as a field rep and then I worked my way up, uh, th through management, um, Worked also with, um, you know, learning and development, and then now I'm, I'm leading high-performing teams. So, and and you just got you're about to get your double 
Masters. Yeah, I'm a, my, yeah, that that comes now. I'm a, that's crazy. Away. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's thanks, huge. man. Thanks, dude. It's been good. What's going on, beautiful people? Just want to take a moment to thank everyone out there for tuning in. We continue getting so much love and support and appreciate every bit of it. But on that note, if you're a new listener or simply someone who's interested in following our journey, please take a second to subscribe to our channel or download whatever necessary app in order to never miss a show. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram at blacksheep305 and at Gus Mill. Again, we truly appreciate all the love and support and look forward to continuously giving everyone listening a different perspective. Now let's get back to the podcast. So then you're, here you are in New York. First of all, how was that like? Had you, had you been there before you went yeah. there? Yeah, my, my brother is who's, um, you know, my my everything. My, my brother is... This, this is the chef, right? The, no. Well, he, I mean, he's like... Fuck, he's, he's got another story. Yeah, he's, he's like a totally Cuban. He's like, you know how Cubans, like, they, they're like professional everything, right? So he's a, <laughs> you know, he's a Cuban chef. But he doesn't, he never went to, like, culinary school, but he's a really good uh, chef, and at least in a lot of people's eyes. Um, so he, he's, uh, he left Miami and never came back. Right. So he's lived in New York since he left Miami. And so I've traveled and visited and basically lived in New York, you know, in New York, uh, since he left. And then when I, when I, um, left the, the flower business and, you know, we decided, Hey, I need to find a new job, a new career path. And I felt, Hey, listen, like Frankie says, if you can do it in New York, man, you're pretty, you're in a good spot. Right. Um, so I uh, went to New York and I moved there, and the rest is history. Where in New York? I was in the city. I lived on, um, I lived in the hood, man. I lived in uh, what's considered, well, I think I think it's still called Alphabet City, so it's um, East Village. So I lived on Tenth and Avenue C. Avenue D is projects. Avenue B is, you know, not. Do you, that. Do you recognize all that? It's Gus? changed a lot, though. Everything's changed in New yeah. York. It's not yeah, yeah, like anymore. It's it's crazy. You'll hardly find any ghettos like like ghetto ghetto like that in New York. Yeah, yeah. it's no, not in Manhattan. It's just too expensive. Yeah, everything's expensive. It's a hipster culture. Everything's changed. I've, I've yet I've yet to go there to New York. Yeah, are you kidding? No, I, I mean I'm super down. What's I, the problem? I, I think I'll have a great vacation there. I, I mean. You know, I'm just the type of guy, Tony, who, you know, certain things don't overly catch my attention Yeah, like that. I might be like, yeah, man, can't wait to do it one day. Eh, that's about it for right now. Now, if you mentioned something like outdoorsy, let's go camp, let's go to Colorado, let's go, I don't know. I mean, take you're a not walk. a big shopper or, or person like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I enjoy that. I'm not a big downtownish guy. I'm not a big city life guy. You know, the, the big okay. buildings and, and too, too, it's too gray, it's too dark, it's too cool, it's too much traffic. It's, yeah. it's not my thing at all. Not downtown, not midtown. Not even brickle to an extent, only for a night, only for a chill time. But yeah. um, so I guess because of that, it just never called my attention. You got to visit though, man. Like, oh, I mean, of course York, I will. New York is a special place. Of course man. I will. Of course it's I will. It's the financial I, capital of the world. I always hear the best things about um, Central Park. You know, that's mm. something that I really yeah. want to visit. You yeah. Know, yeah. Really yeah. nice. Uh, obviously, there I go leading to nature again, but whatever. Yeah. I hear yeah, great yeah, things yeah. about there, it. You ride around. It's really nice. I would like to visit Chicago. Because of the museum, I want to mm. see the the museum of natural history. Is that what it is? Oh, there's. I mean, there's. I, mean, I know they're supposed to have great places to visit. I know they. I know they have a big museum where they have like the uh, the ghosts in the darkness, the two lions that were. Uh, you ever seen that movie? No. Fuck, man. <laughs> you guys gotta see I'm that. I'm nodding movie. my head. No. It's ba- yeah, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's based on a true story, and basically, long story short, they were building a rail, and this is like in the 1920s, I believe. Yeah, about about there, maybe 1890 What's something. It the Ghost in the Darkness. 
And um, while they're building it, they're in Africa. And while they're building it, you know, you're going to go through attacks and stupid shit from wild animals. And I guess the way it goes is lions, you know, they would only feed. Now it's changed a little bit with the wars that they have with hyenas and stuff, but they would only attack to eat. And that's just it, right? So they're there, they're doing good, and they have an attack. And it's a female lioness, right? And throughout, like, in, within a month, she killed, like, two people. So they told this, they, they brought in a hunter, and they said, hey, you, you know, we need this guy, this girl killed, this feline killed. Um, it's fucking with our people. They're not going to want to work. We've we got to be on schedule, blah, blah, blah. So dude comes in, and he, he, he busts the lioness. You know, he kills her. He, he brings her to the camp. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever. Um, like, I don't know, a week passes by, and then they start getting mauled left and right by two lions. They thought it was one lion. And it ends up being two, but they didn't know. Of course, they made the movie a lot better. You know, who knows the super, super true details. But apparently, these two lions were just cold-heartedly killing motherfuckers. Mm. Like, like it, it seemed vengeful mm-hmm. because of the lion that's being killed. And these two lions throughout the movie or throughout, you know, the, the base on the true story <clears throat> killed a lot of people. Where they stop, they stop the building of the rails, and they they focus on bringing in like the best hunter out of you know nowhere, who happened to be Michael Douglas. <clears throat> Shout out to him; he was a little younger back then. Yeah, and um, he goes and gets this this uh this tribe, this this like Shaka Zulu tribe, you that's know a, of, of that's a real picture of the lion, by the way, of wow. the real lion yeah. or the lioness, the, the lioness. Wow! Oh, that's dope. One hundred nineteen years ago, so. It killed as many as 135 people. That's insane. Wow. So in the movie, again, it's a movie, but in the movie, they go to, um, I guess like a cave, whatever you want to call it, you know, there's a lion's den, you mm-hmm. know, it was cavish. And they found just hundreds, hence what, what he just read, hundreds of skeletons. These fucking lions were killing Bringing them to the to the crib, <laughs> feasting, and then going right or not maybe not even feasting. There was so many bodies, so many skeletons. So eventually, when they brought this tribe, this this Zulu tribe, to help them hunt the the lions, they came across one of them. They trapped them in like a little patch of woods. It's a great movie, and the Zulu tribe said, "Nah, you're on your own." And and the hunter, he's been hunting with them forever. He's like, "Fuck you, Tama. What are you pussies doing?" What, what, what? And the guy goes up to him, the leader of the Zulu tribe says, that's the ghost from the ghost in the darkness. And he's like, what do you mean? What is that? He goes, and then he explains to the, I think it was Val Kilmer. He says, uh, apparently they have a belief that there's a, a, a energy, a spirit of animals, that when something negative is done to an animal yeah. in some shape or form, I'm not, I don't know the details. I don't want to destroy the, the, the concept, but in some shape or form, they get possessed by this. Animals will get possessed by this uh, floating spirit or anything you want to call it. And they get vengeful and they do, you know, crazy shit. And this, and this is something that travels, this spirit. It's supposed to be a known spirit of some sort. And that's when, when animals do certain wild shit that you're like, what the fuck was that about? That's not, you know, they kind of put, put it on that. So mm. they hunted the two lions. They killed them. They're in the Chicago Museum now. That's why I know so much about that museum because I heard about them being there. And I'm like, dude, I grew up watching this movie. I loved it. I got to go check them out. So, uh, yeah, you got to see that movie. Though, awesome. Yeah, listen, I know you haven't been to, to New York. Uh, Chicago is another special place. Yeah. It's like, uh, of course, it's not the Northeast vibe. Right. But it's as big as New York, um, much, much cleaner. 
you you've traveled a lot now. Well, yeah. Mine is I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to insult any states, but mine is these I don't know Kansas type states that you yeah. probably have no reason to go to. Where, where where haven't you gone? Um, you hit your Cali. You've been to Cali, right? The North, like the Pacific Northwest, I haven't really. I mean, I've been to you know Washington State, but I haven't been to like Oregon, North or South Dakota. Utah. See, those are see those are the type of states I was talking about. Of course, it's <laughs> not legal. a lot of reason to go it's there. It's legal for you, man. <laughs> it's your happy haven, dude. <laughs> you ever been to Colorado? No. Oh, actually, I was just there. I was there on um, beautiful, beautiful state. Yeah, I was. What, what month are we in? Uh, September nineteenth. I was there. Have you been there, Gus? I was supposed to go there for my birthday. What happened? That was uh, during an era of me and my ex. So canceled that I lost the plane ticket, the hotel, everything. You lost it or you guys broke up and that's when you were just like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to. Oh, it was one of those. Yeah, why would I want to go on a trip by myself? Oh, it was just you two or those other friends? Just you and her? No, it was just me and her. Okay. I still would have went. What? Yeah. I still would have went. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, you were. All right. Gus was hurting back then. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You guys still friends? No. No, okay, <laughs> that was quick. You know, he answered. He answered that one right I think, quick. I, think, I, think <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was, I was cool. I thought at a certain point, but she blocked me on everything. I remember. <laughs> oh, I remember. Really? You, you, yeah. you were updating me by like every yeah. four or five hours. Yeah, I was like, we "What were, do you mean? We just talked last night." But, <laughs> yeah, we were, we were, we were talking, and then it ended up being she was, she was in a relationship already within, oh. within like two, three weeks. You're kidding me. Yeah, from four and a half years of me being her, being with her, like within two weeks, she was already in another relationship. Remember, no, you, you know, remember I, how we were, what we were, t- sorry to interrupt. No, that's okay. You remember what we were talking about um, earlier? I said, you're too young for that. Yeah. yeah this, those oh, 100%. Are th- listen, man, in life, you know, everybody likes to talk about like, oh, you know, I won the championship or I got this award or I got that award. And, you know, that's taught me. A lot of like what you learn in life, at least for me, for this guy has come from failure. When you get put on your ass. Oh, fuck yeah. Dude. I mean, I have, no of course. Ill, I have no ill will. I'm not no. a person that hates people at all. I mean, I learned a lot more and appreciate a lot more of those times than, than any. There's more positives out of it than negatives. Good. And, and But I, I, I'd venture to say you're still going to have it in the back of your mind in your next relationship. Yeah, just, of course. Uh, you know, just knowing when to take out a shield or not or you know, kind of protect her. It's kind of barriers. Well, well <clears throat> I see nothing wrong with that neither. You know, I, I think, you know, I guess it can be somewhat of a, of a not a touchy topic. Everybody's going to have a different opinion on this, but I know I go in very shielded. Yeah. But in a weird way, I say shielded as in with certain expectations. I'm, I guess I'm just, yeah, I don't know, it's levels to it. If you act a certain way, then I'm going to start categorizing you in a certain way. Yeah. If you show a certain amount of interest, if you this, if you that, it just, and then you just start falling into this place. And that's not... A shield, I think that's more like, okay, I know this. I know this scene. Mm-hmm. I know this type. Yeah. And you just start putting it all together and, you know, I guess. a variation of, I've been here kind of before. Therefore, I need to be weary of this. And I don't like when people are like, no, man, just let loose. And just, no, fuck you, you let loose. I'm not trying to get crushed again. A lot of times when you get hurt, Maybe not a lot, but I think more so than not. The people don't intend it. They're not scumbag people. Your, your yeah. ex was not some bitch who was trying to, to no, you know, cheat on you if she did, which I don't think she did, but to leave you so quickly for another guy once you guys, she didn't expect that. And I'm not trying to defend her, but I'm saying no one really, you know, unless you're a dog or just some shout out bitch, you don't do that. But, you know, if, if someone doesn't speak up, my brother used to have a bad habit of, Hey man, I had that talk with that girl, and I told her, 
look, this is what it is. You know, we're just messing around. We're friends, but let's not step on each other's toes, and, and that's that. Yeah, and she said she's cool. Okay, cool. Six months later, Danny, come on, bro. By now, she's got feelings, man. You better. <laughs> nah, we already had that talk, bro. I'm not. Nah, man, you got to update her. <laughs> you got to let her know it still yeah. is what it is. I go, are you feeling her? Are you yeah. trying to? Nah. Then you need to tell her, nah, we already had it. Nah, that's selfish. That's selfish. You need to acknowledge that this girl yeah. probably in the back of her mind, she's hoping she can flip you. She's hoping she can change you and get you away from that original conversation. Yeah. And you're over here just letting her hang herself. Yeah. That's that's different. Yeah, you know, just some people have a different way of kind of moving on, getting over you yeah. know, that as well. Four year relationship. Some people are just like, you know, I guess how the Cubans say un clavo saca el otro, right? So like And know. is that wrong though? Is I mean, it, is that wrong, wrong, Gus? Like, I'm not, again, I'm not sticking up for her, but is that wrong? Like, it's not wrong. If in her heart, she knows you guys are done because you already had enough breakups or whatever the reason no, is. No, that was our first and only. No. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Really? We never, never. Fuck her. We never, we never. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, her, it, I did things that, that it wasn't, you know, you can't come back from or things. That okay, were, did you get caught cheating? No, never in four years. I even, I never even texted a girl. Okay. Good nice. for you. I Good wouldn't for you, even, bro. I wouldn't even. Uh, you you knew me at the gym. I wouldn't even give girls kisses on the cheek. I'd give them high fives and fist bumps. I was a very when it comes to that. The reason why I'm like that though is because of my father. Good, That's man. good. Why he's uh, he, he and your yeah, mom are still together? What since sixth grade? Wow. Yeah. That's great, that, man. They set a prime example of what a relationship is supposed to be. That's excellent. They they have got very the rare. Of the relationship awesome. and let me give you the uh, let me see, let me give you the opposite end of the coin. My dad's been married five times. You know, <laughs> I'm on my third. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, talking about see like, how that, yeah, see how that that happens, though. Yeah, you, and you didn't intend it's, this. No, it was never, not. but it you saw it. It's, yeah. all, it's somewhere in the back and, of and your mind. Right. And now, then, now, going back to what he said, it's all in the environment you're raising. 100. She was in a in a home that was broken. Her mom and dad would, and I would see it, and I I saw it in person. They wouldn't even talk to each other. Wow. Like Calm. they would sleep in the same bed, not even talk to each other. Got to a point, and I'm sorry if this goes no. out. No, oh, no, of it's course. It's about you right now, man. No, no, oh, I'm yeah. sorry if this goes out in her defense. Oh, so, okay. I mean, oh, okay. At this point, okay. she can't really do anything. She doesn't speak to me, so she'll never see this. But her sister probably will. Um, her mom had left a note. I remember this because I saw a picture of it. They sent it to me. Her mom had left a note on, on the desk when he would wake up one day and said, I want a divorce. <coughs> Didn't tell him in person. Left a written note and told him. That's how much they did not talk to each other. Wow. Yeah. Did they did they get divorced? They like tried to work around it. He like like moved into one of his his other properties and Yeah. It didn't work. So I see why you're saying that you're not trying to defend her, but what you're saying comes to her defense in regards yeah. to that. That's what she saw. That's, That's what, what she, she knows. So she kinda broken home. She kinda her. pulled it on you, mm -hmm. but again, I'm not she saying she pulled that it in. Relationships can't really once they're done, they're done. You understand really? me? Yeah. Like they can't, they can't work. You can't work through certain things. Is what her belief was. I uh, listen. I'm, man. I'm close to that, bro. I'm close to believing that. To what? That they like if you there's like a if there's a fork in the road. I'm no, nah, nah, don't don't reword it. No, okay. What I'm just saying is when you know a relationship problem, is broke, can you fix it? Again, levels to that that breakage. You know, if someone cheated, ha. <laughs> Whatever you can say what you want, I don't think there's getting past that. And even those who that's do, because that's your pride, bro. Well, even those who do, that's all your ego. Even those who do, they never get over it. You can say, you can tell me, yeah, yeah, they do. I don't think so. I think that's always in the back of your mind. It's 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 impossible to act like you don't remember that. It's impossible. It's if you think about it, yeah, 
If you're not thinking about it, why would you remember it? There's so many things that can bring it up. Any little, little given thing. Why would I, you? So what, what I'm saying is when you know something's broken, okay, everybody's, people are going to misjudge it and think that they're, you know, experts at knowing relationships. And I'm not a, an, an expert by all means. I'm probably the worst. But I have, I'm grounded in certain beliefs when it comes to relationships with people, with mm-hmm. people. And if you cross certain lines, <laughs> you know, I, I think you can say all you want. We had this talk about what forgiveness is, you yeah. know, does it, does it really exist or is it more forget, not forgive? Is it mm-hmm. more overlook? and try not to remember versus forgive. And I don't think that people have acquired that skill. I think the average person does not know how to forgive and, and doesn't have the ability to forget. And therefore, if that extreme was, was caused, if that, that line was crossed, mm. I, don't, I don't know that there's fixing it. There, you, can get, you can get past it. It's a complicated uh, topic. It really is. Yeah, that's why I was saying it that. It, it, you know, it can go so many directions. And, and, and that's not my point here. That's not my goal. But... You know, I just I guess I just came to her defense really quick because you said she feels like that. And I guess I, I try to tell myself, hey, man, even like, like you know, my our boss, you know, Yannick, I've had a lot of differences with him. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I can I can sit here and talk a lot of shit, but it's not worth it. And I can also admit when he does something good and I do it and I tell myself to do it and I tell myself to remind coaches, hey, man, everybody knows I'm the, I'm the one who talks the most shit about Yannick. And I don't just talk shit about him, but he tried to fire me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he tried to fire me over something that never happened yeah. and, and almost fucking just rattled my whole life, yeah. you know, so yeah. I can't get over that. But when he does better things and he's done some certain things, you know, I address it and I'm like, yo, you did good with that. I appreciate that. And he'll look at me like, oh, shit, you just comp-. So when somebody like your girl, even though, I, you know, she's probably wrong in so many ways for how no, she handled it's not, it's not. yeah, the fact that she has that belief, hey, I'm kind of slightly in her favor of that. And the fact that you told us about what she saw with her mom and her dad now I can get a better understanding as to why she was cold-blooded with you and probably didn't see a whole... She probably didn't think wrong or good from it. She just oh, acted. Yeah. She just acted. And I, I, listen, I wish her luck because if she thinks that, you know, everything, you know everything's going to be peachy king and rainbows and puppies and, and, you know, icicles and, you know, whatever they call them, snow cones. Yeah. That's not reality, bro. I was cool with icicles, by the way. Is, is it really? No, no but icicles are icicle. different. That, that should have yeah. killed you. But yeah. I knew what you meant. Ice. I don't think that that's what he was referring to or her. And yeah. I don't think anybody in there believes that a relationship nowadays is, is so fucking euphoric, you know, where you go through minimum those shit. Those first three months are great, bro. Of course. Right? Everybody's, <laughs> right? I love those. Like, I love those first three months. That's, like, the best. It well, really is good. I guess, I guess that's almost with everybody. My thing is this, Tony. I'm not saying I have the formula, but I have my formula. Yeah. And, and, and my formula is I want the closest thing to me i'm admitting that 100 percent. and i think if you did a reverse psychological test on people you can do a survey if, if you put a screen in front of somebody and you said choose all the attributes the this the that everything that you want in the most ideal um lifelong partner <clears throat> they're gonna do, unless they're fucked up in the head unless they're sick and looking for somebody to be just as sick you know they're gonna put everything that they like to do. Yeah. She likes to play games. She likes for walks in the park. She likes this. She likes that. Why? Cause I like it. If she's mm. gonna be with me. That's mm. what I want to do. So we want the closest thing to a mirror image, give or take. You make. I mean, listen. You and Holly Holm, who I have a massive crush on. Holly Holmes. Yeah. God, I love that woman. How did How did yeah. this conversation? Just you're you're the, talking about like you know a woman that has a similar interest, right? And I can only imagine she likes fighting. You like fighting. Oh, she know. would be great for me. Is yeah. what you're saying. Oh, she probably I mean, would. Yeah. Oh, I know that. She's a preacher's daughter. I yeah. Don't think you, 
No, oh. but, but they go astray. So what do you mean? Why do you guys keep acting yeah, like I'm, I'm some I'm, demonic listen, fucking I'm, figure, listen, dude? I'm, We're going to attack this topic I'm, real I'm, soon. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the freckles. Yeah, oh, I, I do like, too. Like yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> this might not be the <clears throat> the wisest thing for me to say online but or uh, while recording, but I'm not really into white girls like that. Okay? They, okay. I, I, they're beautiful. Holly Holmes is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, her body's sexy, in my opinion. Yeah. She's ripped and all that yeah, good stuff. For sure. But the, the, the very... Um, American, she's very yeah, like very American Midwest. white girl way to be is, is 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 it's a turn off almost for me. Okay, it's very Taylor Swift. If you talk and act like Taylor Swift, it, it'll turn me bro, off. Taylor but Swift is not Middle American, bro. She talks very like you know. I mean, what is she Valley Girl, Kylie? I don't know. She's like a mix mishmash of a whole lot of like <laughs> Hollywood trying to be country singer, trying yeah. to be pop star. I don't know. I'm not. But it's also what you're raised around. Yeah, of course. Around, we have employees that are white like as white as it comes and they're raised around black girls and he's fully attracted to black girls yeah yeah i wasn't raised around black girls and i'm not attracted to black right girls. right I no of course around white girls i'm not attracted to white girls yeah the influence well i mean i did i went to high school with a bunch of you know um uh, primarily white school in palmetto um especially at that time it was primarily white the the blacks and the hispanics were minimum because we weren't even we weren't in that district the hoods were in somebody else's district we yeah. were we had to use other people's addresses pretty much all yeah. else of those who were there but I guess what I'm saying is, back to the main topic. Yeah, she would be great because of so many things. But you know, white girls are being a certain way will probably throw me off when it comes to uh, Holly Holmes. But in regards to the ideal, you know, mate, I think you want the closest thing to you. So I'm in a position, me myself. I'm gonna speak for myself. No kids. Yep. No relationship. No yep. no no ties. No anything. I gave you the tiniest little update that you had a couple I, of hours ago. By the way, that was a good update. I gotta give you an update. <laughs> A good one. Tony beat you to it. That's crazy. That's a good one. I know why he beat you to it because your lazy ass was late over here. We'll talk about that later. <clears throat> it was your on time though. Yeah, yeah, on time. They teach us that when you're on time, you're late. Oh my gosh. Here we go, Vince yeah. Lombardi here. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Vince Lombardi. I like that shout out to him. Um, so yeah, so I'm trying to stick to my guns on that because I believe it. Because I know that the pretty looks. I know that the three month, you know, super in love shit. I know the pretty looks go away. I know that the sex tones down. All that stuff. What you need is somebody you're going to enjoy regular, everyday shit with. Mm -hmm. and, and whatever that entails, if you're a football fan, football, if you're this, you're that, that, you know, that whole, we do what we can throughout the week, especially while balancing work life and kids and everything. And then on the weekend, that's ours. But since you like football on Sundays, you do your thing with the guys and I'll go do my thing with the girls. I'm so against that. So against that. I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. And I don't mean to say this, but there's something my pastor said. That Drop the I, bomb. I know you're going to do I it, do girl. It. No, <laughs> do it. That you never find the one. The yeah, more man. you pursue her, she becomes the one. There's mm. no such thing as... Well, I don't believe there's the one. I definitely don't like believe... You don't, you don't just talk to a girl and, and uh, you know what? This is this is the one. Oh, You I don't, don't know, know that in the first week. You don't know that in the second week. You don't agree. know that in the I first agree. year, the second year. But am I making it seem like I think that? Because I, I do not believe that at all. But it almost seems like you go through like a report card, right? Fuck yeah, I do. Here's your checklist. Let's see how good we do with this. Yeah, but I mean, you got. You, how's, you, that, how's that work for you so yeah. far? I'm loving life. I'm chilling. I'm not going through a bunch of drama and whatever else. So what do you mean? Because I'm single? What do, you, what do you mean? While everybody else, in my opinion, while so many people are in relationships that they're dreading, they want to get out of, they wish they didn't put that much time into it, fuck it, they're already there because it's 15 years in, it's one kid in, it's two dogs in, it's a car, it's an apartment, it's whatever. Uh, I'm just going to stay here. I'm so glad I'm not you, neither of you, any yeah, one of y'all. because you're seeing the negatives. Now, if you surround yourself with positives. 
because I have I have a lot of positive role model relationships around me. My best friend is my same age, has been married, has a kid, and he's happier than ever. Okay, that's great, but I'm not referring to him. But why are you going there? Because <laughs> you're referring I said to the ma- I said the majority of these people, and if you, are you guys going to sit there and tell me that you guys think, we'll go low, we'll go a low number, 50%, 50% of relationships, long-term relationships that have already been going for... Yeah, but you're look at what... City you're referring to Miami, the most lustful. Mm. Good, that's you, good. You, that you, is true. You man. guys act this like I just pulled out a, a, a fucking secular. Google. All right, my brother, please Google this since you want to talk that shit because no one's talking about Miami, North Miami Florida. Miami has the highest divorce rate. But in I'm, all I'm, of I'm the talking about in the that, U.S. Right? Really? In the U.S. Miami has the highest divorce rate in all of the nation. Yes, yeah, seriously. I mean, this Tony, is, thank you for helping that out. No, I'm just listen. I, it, listen, <laughs> I, I will say, don't care about feelings. I, I will say at, at this time around for me, it's been really good. Don't get me wrong. A lot of challenges, um, you know, bringing in two families. But at the end of the day, I, my wife is the most understanding person of, she's really understands not relationships. She understands Tony and she understands that, um, I need space too, but she also understands that I, that I love to be with her and, and, and the three kids. I do. She's, she keeps my life in order. She keeps my life organized. She is Really, she is by far the woman that's more anchored to Jesus than I've ever met. And I need that around me because, like, she's an example to that. Um, And so for me, it it works, bro. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I live in Miami, and there's a lot of good-looking people here. But at the end of the day, like, I I just play the tape forward, right? Just like if I were to pick up a drink. If I pick up a drink, what's going to happen in in a month from now? I'm going to lose everything that I've been able to recapture. What's going to happen if I, whatever, with another woman, I'm going to lose everything that I have right now. And so, like, I've learned sometimes it takes a little bit, right, um, for people to, to learn. For me, it's, it's I, I, can, I can see where Gus is coming from, man. I don't even know what Gus is talking about. He's talking he's, about he's, he's throwing, he's, Miami is, is a dangerous city in so many different yes. levels. Yeah. But listen, guys, we're talking about the human race, man. Yeah, we, I don't know why you guys went to Miami. I'm talking about the human race and, and what the world's up against with all the influences out there, the temptations, you name it. Yeah. All I'm saying is this. That's what you, we, that's we, you put God in the <clears throat> We spoke early. We spoke early. No, man. No, that's not, that's not what I need. No, I need nothing but positivity in my life. I know what ethics are. I know what morals are. I know what morals are. I know all that. And I've been up that God alley, so we don't have to go there and throw that like, I need to see... This is, this is a statement, this is the problem that I have with that type of statement. And I think people who, who sit in my shoes would totally agree. I don't come at anyone and say that you would not be anything with or without this God. Yeah. So when it's thrown at me like, oh, if you really want to find it, then that's what you need. Mm. That bugs me. Because yeah. then you're telling me basically that I ain't got shit. That's not I'm not, saying. well, but you have to be in some shape or form because it ain't shit unless you got Jesus in your life, Right. What is it if you don't have God or Jesus in your life? It's, it's halfway. It's not enough. No, it's no, whatever. No. So you're telling me I'm in like no man's land unless I accept this belief you that you have. That's you can, not cool. You can be a good person already. Just being a Christian or being a follower of Christ is going to make you an even better person. <clears throat> okay, you can say that. Or I can just continue studying, being a great person, be, you know, having humane ways and, and all that other good stuff and, and not have to force a belief that I do not have. It's like, you know... Joe Rogan had this um I forget the guy's name man fuck it was an awesome podcast uh the dude was a soldier lost all his his Sims. his his uh peoples he was in one of those like movie scenes like Soul Survivor mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you remember yeah. that movie yeah 
that was him. Like that oh. was him in the middle of a fucking fire for like I don't know. I think they were, I think they were bunkered down for several days, dude. And he's just seeing his people get popped off, seen it all. Anyways, um, he was telling Joe a part where he shot this guy who snuck up on him. He snuck up on him and his dude. It was I think it was his last guy left, and the dude snuck up on him and he shoots him. Boom. Drops the guy. He thinks the guy's dead. It was a quick shot somewhere, like in the collarbone area or whatever. He goes back to his boy, who's who's like, I don't know if he's dismembered or something's fucked up with him. And he's getting to him, hey, bro, well, you know, you got to survive, whatever, whatever, whatever. And dude comes up behind him <clears throat> and starts choking him, like with, with a weird rear naked choke. The same dude he thought he killed. So he somehow muscles out behind it, kind of flips him around, <clears throat> takes him down. He's kind of like full, full mounted on him. And he reached for a rock. He reached for a big ass stone. And he and he tells Joe Rogan he he, you know, he started smashing this guy's face with the stone. And um, excuse me, guys. <laughs> um, he says that the guy would look at him. He gave him this look like he knew. I'm moments away from from dying. Death. Yeah, you know, you're you're about to kill me. And he said, you know, he could he could see it in his eyes. And he also said, believe me, if I had to do that 20 more times, I'll do it 21 more times. But, and then he goes into this, this belief, this, this argument. What's up, crazy world? You got to be a little loose upstairs if you're following us. But if you're not following us, what the hell are you waiting for? Listen, go ahead. Stop what you're doing. Pause. You can come right back to this. I want you to subscribe. Go to YouTube. I want you to go to iTunes. I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to just find any platform that we're on. Follow, listen, show your love and support. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Let's get back to the podcast. So he he tells he tells uh, Joe. He says, Joe, understand this. It, it where, where it's tough to 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 be in this situation. It's not so much about what I had to do for my my country, for my my fellow men, whatever. It's just this guy genuinely believes that he's doing the right thing too. He he 100% believes that his belief is the right belief, whether it's however connected it is to Allah or whatever extreme fashion it is. He really believes it. That's what he's been taught his whole life, to believe that and to be ready to do the things that they do, regardless of who agrees with it or not, how unethical to us it might be or not. That's his belief. So he's not wrong for that. He's acting on his belief. Where I get up with you guys is I get your belief and I know how much positivity is behind it. I know that, you know, biblical teachings is nothing but good teachings. There's nothing negative behind it and so on yeah. and so forth. And having a centerpiece, a foundation, mm-hmm. which, you know, my Jesus in all names, in all craziness is my mom. That's my everything. You know, she yeah. is my centerpiece. You guys do it through that and the belief system that, that applies to it. But and it's not to start this big old argument. Okay, it really isn't. But who are you guys to tell or, or you know, the next person's belief? And not even yeah, mine since I'm a non-believer. Yeah. Let's talk about the believers. Forget about me. I'm nobody. I, I, the don't, other believers. I don't think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Gus, but I don't think he would go out to just anybody and say, what you know, what he just told you. We're, this is all just in good fun. But listen, yeah. for me, um, in, in times of hurt and times of need, I've anchored to that and just literally asked for help. And I've been literally recovered. Um, that's me. Right. Uh, I wouldn't go out and, you know, I'm in Sedanos and uh, I see somebody struggling or whatever, arguing. I th- I'm not going to say, hey, find Jesus. You won't have these arguments. You know, my yeah. life is still shitty and challenging and um, unpredictable for me in times of hurt and need. That's helped me. 
So that's, I mean, I'm not here telling you what's right and wrong. My brother's an atheist. So, like, I mean, and I still Same. adore him. Yeah. My, so, brother's, my brother's an atheist. <clears throat> yeah. yeah Un- understand this, Tony, just so you know. He's heard this a couple of times. <clears throat> I want you and anybody listening to know where I stand on this whole uh, belief aspect, okay? And I don't know shit. What I know is what I don't believe and what I, what I believe has a bigger possibility of, of existing. Um, if there was a God, I'm not going to say God, I'm going to say a creator. If there was a creator, okay, like we want to think there's always a creator in some shape or fashion, I'm kind of piggybacking on the scientists. What do they believe in and why? Which one resonates more with me? What, what, what do I feel better with? And I, and I went the religious route. I was brought up um, Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I still know all my prayers. We can say prayers right now. I still know them. Um, read the Bible, I think, a total of maybe three times by now. Um, still recollect a lot of it. So been down that, that road. <clears throat> where, where I'm at is if there was a God, I can see him as a creator. And a, and a creator, like almost like a mad chemist, almost like a scientist, someone who said, let, me, let this be, and let me see what comes from that. Whether that was evolution or prior to evolution, because we don't know what the fuck come, what came before evolution. I'm sorry, Big Bang. Um, we don't know if something came before Big Bang or if it was Big Bang. However you want to There was no Big Bang. Go, go, here we go. There was no Big Bang. <laughs> there we go. So, um, there was none. So extremist. See what I mean? It's not extremist. So, but, but that's why he's on. The, that's why he's part of the podcast. Yeah. We, we <laughs> so need these type of guys. Yeah, listen, he balances out the, the what the my format. bullshit. Yeah, basically <laughs> my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so you sit in the so, back and I'm in the front. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just right there, and then from that point on, it can kind of disperse how you want. There might be a multiple creators that I can see a lab with several several gods in coats so looking looking at this universe that they that they started and just sitting back like wow look at look at where this is gone isn't that complicated not at all when oh, i tell you man, when i tell you that it seems like so hairy and scary and like so like to me to so me, much well, star wars there what it does is it helps me acknowledge what is the truth and that's something that we still haven't came up with in details and that's the power of the brain i mean we, the, these scientists are just finding out more and more of what our brain is capable of doing and that's lying to us lying to us physically Lying to us like I'm touching my nose. I can feel him touching my nose, but there's a way to make it seem How where crazy is you, it that God created every single part of that. Mm. Okay. No, he didn't. But okay. So, you know, for, for for the brain to have that capabilities, it can make you believe anything from placebo effects to 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 uh hallucinogens, whatever it is, your brain is gonna take the total the, the, he's gonna have the last word. And this has been proven because they've put in you know, the uh, Bible's been proven too, just so by the way. Yeah. Yeah, the Bible, yeah, the Bible was written for sure. Yeah, it's been proven. It's been to proven. Be correct. I know it's a great story and th- things 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 happen. Story. Story. <laughs> things happen that, is... that attach to it. Interesting. You guys would never go there because of your beliefs. And I know because no. I, I know what it is to be there. You feel like you feel like you're totally giving your back to God and to this no, and that. No, no, no. If you journeyed no. out, if you journeyed out and listened to any anything that came pre biblical. Look Everything, at, the stories that came there would sound just like the Bible. Look at the scholars and the scribes of what the stories they say about the Bible. They're talking about a every, bunch of fucking aliens, no, man. No, man. Every problem, <laughs> you, no, every problem you've gone through or you're going through is it's already gone through is in, is in that book. What? What problem? What? Any problem. Yeah. Any problem in financial, love, doesn't matter what yeah. it is you've gone through is, All right. is in that book. Okay. I swear, I'm, you I'm, guys are definitely. It, you, I'm gonna tell you right now. We are definitely not gonna turn this into a Bible thumping 
segment. That you is for into a full Bible study. That is for you That's guys. Cool. You, you guys can fucking go to church to next week together, and I'll be there tomorrow night. Hold I'm hands or whatever the, it is you do. The blessed black sheep. Look, <laughs> what I I know this. I know this, and nothing nothing will take from this. I'm a positive motherfucker. Yeah, in so many ways, and I bring nothing but positive energy and yeah. positivity to people's lives. That's I don't great. hurt. I don't this. I don't that. And I feel phenomenal on where I'm at right now in life, yeah. where I'm at spiritually, where I'm at from you know an energetic standpoint of how I feel. I'm, I'm trying to get in tune with chakras and, and energy waves and everything else, and I feel amazing. And I know there's so much more. I'm trying to continuously clean up my eating more and more, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm great. And, and even when there's negative times, I don't have questions. I just know that we go through negative times and we, got, we have to try to overcome. We have to have, you know, get past them. Yeah, and my source is just reminding myself to be strong. My source is talking to my close people who, who make a lot of sense to me. My brother, my my best friend Chris, my mom, who's my everything, and certain other people I ask opinions for. You know, I ask your opinion a lot. You've told me a lot of great things in the past, um, and you always hold back. Not always, but you you hold back throwing anything godly. I mean, you just give me great yeah. advice and we talk because you know where I where I kind of sit with that. Yeah. So I'm great. I'm happy, man. Good, I'm bro. happy, and I That's want that. Great. I want everybody to find that same ordeal, however it is you do. Yeah. So if it's if you if you guys do it, you know, channeling it through belief in Bible and, and God in your life and Jesus in your life, then that's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, I don't personally need that, you know, and 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 that's just where I stand with that. That's okay. all. That's all. Good with that's that, fine. Gus. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate you because I, I'll still pray for you every day. Yeah, appreciate that. Um. I wanted to go back to you, uh, your upbringing, since we're talking about the influences that we had. So, yeah. <clears throat> your parents, yeah, they're Cuban. Cuban parents. Uh, my mom, like you, is is was my everything. Um, just great woman, just a worker. Uh, provided for my brother and I. Not gonna lie, I mean, I, we we didn't. They defected from Cuba. Yep. And yeah, so uh, they, was they came they came to the US through Puerto Rico. So my mom and dad they met in Puerto Rico, um, but they they didn't know each other in Cuba. They, they left oh, okay. Cuba and went to Puerto Rico, met in Puerto Rico, got married, moved to the States. Um <coughs> my, my dad is my dad is still around. Um, you know, um difficult man. Difficult man. Uh, how old dad, is he? He now is seventy six. 76 years old. How's his health? Poor, really poor. I mean, he too too close for comfort. Like, you know, it can happen within a year or two or he's yeah. just Yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 good. I mean, this is a man who's, you know, abused his body, you know. Uh, my addiction comes from that side of the family and uh, you know, we talked about the cocaine cowboys and how what that was in the 80s, you know. What what do you remember from that day, from those days? Cuz so well, when cocaine cowboys, that era was 70 so I was eight years old. I mean, back you late seventies to to early eighties. Yeah, I was eight, ten years old. Um, uh, how old are you? Forty two. Damn. Yeah. So I was just. I caught the tail end. I remember yeah. as a youngster, all the stories, the cops, the you know, the reading about yeah. the bodies and parents telling me about crazy stuff out there. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I can't say <laughs> um, you know uh, enough about like uh, what a challenging time that was just for me growing up. I grew up in a single home with you know not a single home but you know with one parent in in the home and that was my mom my dad was not around and was he involved in that time never never involved he no might. was he involved with the cowboys time 
you know, I'm not here to confirm or deny okay. anything. I'll, I'll just say that, you know, it was a very unhealthy lifestyle that he led and he was gone for a little bit. And, um, and, and as a result, I, I didn't see my dad until, um, I was in, uh, 11th grade in high school. And, uh, oh. he, he just, um, funny enough, I, I was talking to a girl, uh, just, you know, dumb little, you know, High school stuff. Yeah, high, high school stuff. And she mentions how she knows her dad knows my dad. And I said, wow, man, I haven't seen my dad. And so can you put us in contact? And next thing you know, she gives me my dad's number. And I literally called. It was I think it was like 11, 15 at night. And I was just like, hey, I'm going to you know, call him. And the next morning, he didn't answer the phone. I, his wife had answered the phone. And I said, hey, just let him know that his son Tony called. Next day at Belen, because I went to Belen, um, you know, he showed up. And from there, we establish a, a friendship and relationship. Very, very rocky. So very when when, rocky. when did he take off from your life completely? I was, I was probably three years old. Holy shit. Yeah. So you didn't see him for that long com- yeah. at all, at all? No, not at all. Oh. Yeah. So, um, and then and then when, when we reconnected, you know, my dad was, he did very well in life. Um, you know, he was an addict himself. And so I... From a very young age, I I kind of was brought into that life, and as a result of that, I mean, I'm not I'm not, I don't point fingers. I mean, he he did with what he could. You know, he didn't know how to be a dad. That's you know, he showered, you know, he showed emotion and love with you know alcohol and money, and so you you kind of that's the way you get accustomed to to life, and so um, there there started my my life of you know unfortunately right. my my double life because for the most part, I mean, I was. Very productive during the day, but very destructive at night. And so I literally led two lives for a long time until, you know, the, the life that you lead at night uh, um, uh, overtakes the life that you t- want to have by the day. And it's just a matter of time before it becomes all dark. And and your mom, My she mom. didn't see this part of you until... Yeah, she she saw me. She, so I mean, she saw she, when you started going yeah, in on she, the... Yeah, she she that knew, had to be tough on she, her. Yeah, it was it was very hard on her. When my mom passed away, I was my first uh, go at being sober, and I was sober for about a year and three months, so fifteen months. So my mom actually, when she passed, um, I actually was was sober, which is almost like what a great what a gift I gave her, you know. Yeah, um, right. That's a good as, way as best at I could, her. as best I could. Um, and how, I, how did she pass, Tony? She um she was um diagnosed with ovarian cancer um. And it caught it too late. Caught it too late. You know, stage four over Fuck, area. man. People yeah. got to get checked so so yeah. often nowadays, yeah. man. It's crazy. Have to. And so... Um, Sorry and, to hear that, It's bro. okay, man. It's okay. But I listen, I can relate to, you know, your mom being your everything. My mom yeah. was my everything. And even from a young age, I always said... God, what's it gonna be like when my mom passes away? I remember, I like, even, I try not to even think about that. I, I start I'm, crying when I'm, I do yeah, it. I'm, yeah, like for real, I would, I was young thinking about that, right? Like, how am I gonna manage? And when it happened, it was just like how, like again, the addict deals with pain unlike anybody. You guys talk. Is, is it that through. what made you flip back to uh, what's it called? Yeah, I mean, uh, it just, it just. Well, no, no, no. I, I think it just, it just um, accelerated at a speed that I couldn't. You, you couldn't even look sideways. It was just like you're just trying to, just trying to manage and numb pain, and then that just became my norm. My norm became pain free, and so anyway, um, you know. But she, well, great woman, dude. Like, dude, just so anchored to like you know talk about chakras. My mom was. Big into Christ, big into Jesus, big into like holistic medicine, big into chakras, big into yoga, big in, you know, like she had 
she wanted to capture a little bit of everything. Like that. Yeah. So That's for me, I like that. Your mom too. Yeah. She's yeah. Huge on holistic medicine. Yeah. So she was like, you know, into Reiki and stuff like that. A Reiki teacher and all that. For for me, I, I can just uh, that's too much, bro. I get it, but yeah, yeah. but it, obviously you can imagine that I would probably, I'd be more for that yeah, because yeah, yeah. hey, at least you're you're messing with a lot. You're yeah, trying yeah. to journey out and try all kind of positive ways, and that's that's pretty yeah. cool. Man. So cool. so anyway, I, I don't know. Just whenever I hear you talk about your mom, you've said it a couple of times, you know, over the course of an hour and a half. Hey, man, that's your everything. Well, shit, man, I can relate to that because yeah. that when you're like when you can grab onto somebody like that, it's. That's connection, dude. You know, that's another thing going back to that um that uh significant other talk yeah. that, that we were discussing earlier. Yeah. You know, p- part of that list is how much of my mom do you have in you because yeah. that's the shit. Yeah. That's that's what I closely want. And my mom's got some, I don't know, very few. <laughs> She's got some cons. I don't know what they are cuz that woman's amazing, but you know, she yesterday I sent her a random text out of nowhere. I mean, we we text almost every other couple days or so, but you know, sometimes I get too busy, caught up, whatever. Um, I'm here just food prepping my ass off. And I was I, I told I told this uh told this girl last night, I said, um, man, I had a moment about an hour ago where I was just feeling myself. <laughs> She's like, What do you mean? I said, I'm I'm just half naked in the kitchen, dancing to some Michael Jackson in the background on the music, literally cooking three or four things at the same time while chopping up you know, uh, cilantro. You know, just, he's using this to recruit, right? And then, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I'm doing all that's good. <laughs> I like that. I got to think that I got to use that in the future. Um, and, and the whole time and all while, while sipping some wine and I just thought, damn, I'm good. Like I'm fucking, I, I literally, I was just like, bro, I'm fucking good. I'm everything's cooking. Perfect. I'm right on time. This, this, this girl's not coming over to an hour of that, blah, 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 blah. And then I just thought, man, I would never, even be close to this if it wasn't for my mom. You know, my mom used to just be a beast in the kitchen while there's a bunch of hungry fucking kids or, I mean, obviously she got it from that, but more so when we were older and all the friends used to come over yeah. and my mom didn't want us having get-togethers or parties outside of the house. She's like, no, nah, I'd rather you do it here so that we can make sure you guys aren't going to do stupid shit and whatever, whatever. So here we are, you know, I don't know, seven, eight, nine you know, teen year, teenagers or high schoolers, you know, and, and she's doing all that during get-togethers, and I just learned so much from her. So when I did all that, I paused right there and there, and I just sent her a text. I said, hey, just want to remind you, I love you, appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and who knows what she's going through, and she happened to text back somewhere in the realms of, um, you don't know how much that just made my day or something, something. I think she's going through a little rough patch right now because – her nephew, my cousin, is going through some type of legal issues, so we'll hope that turns out good. But point is, you know, that's how much of an impact she has. Where, mm-hmm. where when I do something like that, and I know it immediately reflects on her. Yeah, it, it's it's the cooking, the the, the hospital, you know, the hospitable ways. My all, all that's into something. Her. It's all her. Yeah. It's all, her. and that's and that's not taken from my dad. My dad was you know pretty good dad. And I don't want to say anything negative about him. Wasn't as involved as he could have been. Kind of yeah. one of those um. I work and bring the money. You can be the mom, or you know what? I'm I'm just the dad. You know what? what I can only do so much with them. You know, he could have been more. I think dads nowadays have come a long ways. I think yeah. dads realize they need to be way more involved, like a mom would. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just wasn't there at the time like that. But he was in my life. We we were good. Uh, he passed, I think, like seven or eight years ago. He had um, sclerosis of the liver. Oh really? Cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. Cirrhosis yeah. of the liver and yeah. and um, pancreatic cancer. Wow. 
Was he a drinker? No, not at all. Oh. Not at all, exactly. And um, But I guess my mom said that when he was younger, he was a little... He, she said that he used to give him a lot of meds because I think he was... Um, I don't know. I don't know if he what the hell he went through when he was in high school. I think they tried to label him as as a slow, slow, slow learning abilities. So they gave him some type of medication. But apparently he was on meds of some sort for a long time. I never knew about it. I don't remember. But he never was a drinker. No, he just little beers here yeah. and there. So uh, yeah, so that kind of caught him. I don't know. But based upon what he's gone through, and I guess what kind of exists in the family a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely going back to what I said earlier, get checked, get checked off. Yeah. How often do you get checked, Tony? I go every year on my birthday. Not on my birthday day, but um, at around July. And uh, what check do you get? Just, I just do everything. Just lab work, chest x-ray, um, all that stuff. What, should I be getting something else? No, no, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just, no, I'm asking listen, because you're in, you're in phenomenal shape. Yeah, and, no, and but I, for, for me, it's just like. Well, you're um, 47, so yeah. how often should we get checked is what I I'm mean, saying. I mean, like, for me, it's once a year, man. <clears throat> you know, once a year is, um. When did you start doing that, though, after 40? Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, um, you know, I'll, here's here's the, I'll give you a little, vis, you know, give you some visibility to just the panic, right? As like as as you do abuse to your body, you almost want to say, God, help me check. There's different stages. There's like, I drink so much that I want I want to get checked. And then you're like, okay, then there's a stage where like, I drink so much, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want to find out. Oh. Yeah. And then you get into a stage where you're like, okay, I'm not drinking anymore. Now it's like, you know, now you start realizing the, like, the great things that you have in your life, like your child and, you know, your wife and all the things. Like my, my run is literally just starting. So you have to kind of get involved again with, you know, approaching your health at a different level. And so um, once a year, man, I, I also don't, Get crazy. My brother's just crazy getting, you know, what's it called? 23andMe genetic testing. I did it too, you know, just to see like what you have a propensity to, to like develop. I, I'm not doing that. I did it one time. and it Why? Was, you think it'll spook you? you, you yeah, just, I think it'll spook me, man. You know, like. Because it, it's like we all have so some type of pre, pre, uh, genetic predisposition, no? So like, again, not to get all preachy because that was like a It long, doesn't bother me, bro. Okay, so, 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 you know, I don't want to get back into that 30 minute, um, you know. Thing that Gus caused? Yes. Well, whatever it was. Um. <laughs> You know, like for me, it's like my time is is ready. It's, it's written, dude. You know, all I can do is just like fly straight, do right, don't drink, and treat people with kindness, right? Like the rest, I think he'll take care of. Okay. So why so why dig that deep into? Yeah, it? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm gonna be completely oblivious to my health, and like if there can if we can catch something on time, we're gonna do it. But I'm, I'm not as manic as I used to be. My brothers, my brothers, on a different level. Well, I, I know that shit has to be expensive. I I would like to do those tests. I like those the, the twenty three and me is like one hundred ninety five bucks. That's one. not bad. Yeah, not bad. And that's just genes to see what your genes. It comes from like your saliva. It tells you like you know history of you know cancer in your family, heart disease. If you know, it tells you it's pretty in depth, man. It Shorty is. Shorty left us with um, Shorty is this uh this fighter uh, Jose Jose Shorty Torres. I was telling you from ATT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had him here a couple weeks ago, and he he told us about uh. He sponsored, but he actually did the test as well. Sounds almost like what you're talking about. Yeah. You swab, you put in uh, something in there. But I don't think it was. I, I don't think it was genetic. It was, it was for something different. So who knows? Okay. They can probably offer yeah. different packages. I mean, but I'm definitely gonna go through it. I wanna. I wanna hear some stuff. I definitely do. Yeah, that's that's the that's the reason why I love the field that I'm in. Just 
you know, innovation in healthcare is just at a different different speed right now. So. How, how's your eating habits and everything? Good, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you're I, not vegan, though, are you? No. Okay. No. So I mean, I still eat super clean. I'm just. I do a really good job of not eating a lot of sugar, even though, like, if I go crazy and, like, go downtown on, like, ice cream, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. What's, what's your go-to ice cream? I mean, I like Briars. I like Hagen. I like, you know, like. But vanilla with something oh, or you go certain um, flavor? I, I go either, like, Cookies and Cream or, like, Rocky Road or Moose Tracks or. <laughs> old school shit. That's all old school shit. <laughs> yeah. I what about you, Gus? What? You ever go to ice cream route? Like to get ice cream? I'm yeah, a, like I mean, I'm a big donut person. I oh, go to donut. Salty, That's your salty thing. Do- I had salty donut yesterday. I had it the day before gone, yesterday. Bro. It's good. I, bro. I'm addicted to that place. Yeah, it's addicted, good. Addicted. That's it's a, literally addicting. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, man. all that the sugar. The sugar is the it's most biggest addiction there and is. I have out there. like the worst one. It's called the maple brown. Uh, oh, that's maple like bacon. Maple wait, bacon. Oh, that's right. That one's good too, man. Oh, man, Barbie loves that one. I go there. Sugar on it. Pieces of maple bacon. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that's gonna be my pre-workout. You actually that's have to go. You do. have to go soon. I had it yesterday. It's really good. It's a for the, for breast cancer awareness. It's their they have a cake batter one. Really? Yeah. Super good. good. I had it yesterday. Too. Where is it? Where is it at again? It's in South Miami. Yeah, it's not far. It yeah. was in downtown, and I would have. This, to this is when I need a girlfriend. This Gee. is when I need a girlfriend. So I can be like, babe, be over and here by have, five. We're really gonna be good, done with the podcast. Yeah, We're gonna go to fucking really salty donut. They have really good coffee. You guys are making me want to go there, bro. When, when, when we're done, when listen, we're done. Man, <laughs> closes at six, so you get oh time. fuck, they're losing here, money. Here's another thing, man. You gotta open up that iPhone, man. Get Uber Eats. They Uber Eats. Oh word, that's yeah. right. I do have yeah. Uber Eats. Them or like Night Why Owl. are you trying to feed the Night fatness, Owl man? Night Owl's good too, God, man. Cookies, I love cookies and brownies. Chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. I go to Night Owl for their vegan cookies. If I went ice cream, okay. First of all, I've been I've been a f- ice boy, uh, ice cream fat boy, for life. Yeah, okay? me too, bro. But because I've <clears throat> gotten as good as I am to the with the discipline, you know, aspect of trying to eat healthy. Yeah. What I do now is get like those halos. Yeah. Or you know all those you know it, it's different, but sucks. you know what you say that I don't think it sucks. Yeah. But sucks, bro. Flavor. Bro, oh, listen that, to bro. you guys. Okay. Well, look. Obviously, I'm I'm a weed smoker. Okay, so at the end of the night, it's unavoidable. I have to have that munchie, that that sweet tooth munchie. But trust me, if there was Snickers and anything else, I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't touch it. I just get the whichever flavor I have. I always get a couple of them, and it's almost mandatory that I always take a scoop of my sunflower peanut butter, a little scoop of sunflower peanut butter, a little scoop of that ice cream, a little scoop, and I just do that until I knock off about an inch layer, which comes out to about a serving of what they say. Yeah. Yeah, Toy Yang. Really? That's it. I discipline myself to do that almost every night. That's but I disgusting. do it almost every night. That sounds gross and boring. <laughs> Sunflower peanut butter. I know, bro. Seriously, bro. Come on. That's <laughs> so weak, bro. If you're going to go in, go in. Sunflowers, like, oh, bro. Yeah, what bro. the fuck is that, dude? Man, all right. You know what? I got bad influences. No, man. This fat boy stuff. I, you know, I you love actually have a really good place right here next to your house. Yeah. Uh, Frosty's, Frosty's Lab. Right, right. I went there. It was good pretty stuff. good. With the cinnamon. With the uh, leche condensada, <laughs> now <laughs> that's a good yeah. So, it has so a syringe. If yeah. I really do go all out on the ice cream tip, I honestly prefer Cold Stone. That's what I. Oh prefer. yeah, Cold Stone. I go to Cold Stone yeah. and so, I, so get, I get I yeah. get graham crackers, peanut butter, 
What is with you in these weird um, <laughs> times, bro? What's, what's wrong, man? Crackers, peanut butter, 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 and toffee bar. That's what I get in my, in my cold bar, bro. That's for viejos, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, fucking, how old are you? Yo, bro, I don't get toffee, it. Why you guys? Who eats that? Man, you guys. There's like five today, people yeah. in the country that's <laughs> that they still make it for. You, <laughs> you still have like an AOL.com account, bro. <laughs> man, this dude. What Listen, the? no, I don't, by the way. Some people do. Okay, AOL. Do you? No, God, no. Man, I, it, I wasn't even around for that. Isn't it crazy though, Tony? If we hear yeah, that, dude. if we hear that sound, that you've got mail. You yeah. remember what yeah. that used to the do, bro? Oh, got dialing. It was like exciting time. You were going into like a new era. What? Yeah. And now we're fucking five G. Yeah. I don't even know what's next. Uh, this yeah. is crazy. AI, artificial intelligence. That's right. You know, uh, do you watch Joe Rogan or no? You don't get a chance. I, to I watch bits and pieces. Um, Did you get to catch any clips on uh, Elon Musk? No, he he, he's had him. Really? Oh my God! That was one of his most watched. And Elon really? Musk, even when you watch yeah. it, I, I was—I I actually watched it yesterday with. with yeah, I saw it not someone. too long ago as well. Um, Elon Musk to me is one of the the greatest innovators and oh, one yeah, of the smartest yeah. smartest people on the earth Crazy. today. Yeah. And it, you could see it in his face, like when he's in the interview, he's just like thinking so much. The whole time, his eyes are moving. And and, 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 and he's, the, just, he's just a genius. In the interview, you know Joe Rogan literally told him, "He's like, Elon, it, it really must be hard to 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 shut it down." Like you, you, like you did, what you do for the world, what you do is for the human race is just completely unheard of on another level. And you, and you seem to be doing it all the time and coming up with new shit and so on and so forth. It must be really hard to like, you know, shut it down. And of course, what what saying what Gus just did the whole time, he, Eli's not even looking at, at Joe. He's just like, just gazing off. And you can see his eyes like going to work right during the moment. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it's, Pretty uh, pretty difficult, Joe. <laughs> and he was dead ass serious. Like yeah. he was almost saying, "I'm almost, I'm always tired. I'm always, I'm always mentally fatigued because I can't stop thinking of new shit." I there's, don't know. There's a new like a doctor like series. A you should almost. watch it on on Netflix. If, do you guys have Netflix? I love yeah, it. yeah. That's all I watch is doctor. There's, there's the new one on on Bill Gates. Oh, I saw the I saw the previews for oh, it. Yeah, man. really good. It's good. Yeah, it just it just shows the transformation of a human being from. Being a money hungry technology building beast, okay, you know, even he's far and away above Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs copied a lot of his stuff well, off of Gates. Then how he transformed with like regulation in the U.S. Being you know having spears thrown at him by Congress to now this like philanthropist. But you look at the level like he is a computer switchboard dude. When I saw the preview, they showed. You they, have to watch it, man. When it I saw really look, good, when dude. I saw the preview, I saw like uh, it was a quick segment where the wife the wife said yeah, something like, "She's another brain." Yeah, this is what it is dealing with a uh, and and described them in this geeky term of yeah. he went from like a husband to like I can't get him off of a computer. I can't get him from to turn off. Yeah. You know how how many uh, shows it's, are you it's, in? It's no, it's it's only three. So oh, it's, okay, it's okay. a three. It's three hours total, so it's it's an hour each episode. But it is so good. Yeah, inside Bill's brain. Yeah, yeah there you go. It yeah, it's really really good. So uh, let me ask you. So let's stay a little bit on that topic then. Um, what are you feeling towards? technology and where it's taking us and kind of this exposure yeah. of one ai mm. elon musk said that he's pretty much shitting in his pants that ai is already in process there's yeah. no stopping it oh yeah there's no and stopping. but no stopping it as in it's going to come back and basically like terminator overtake us elon musk elon musk thinks that you cannot stop 
the machine already. The AI is already doing what it's doing, and yeah. it's going to continue, yeah. and it'll get to a point where now we can't shut it down. Yeah. And it's going to, through all the, uh, what is it called? The, uh, the Innovation. Uh, no, uh, algorithms. What's going on, beautiful people? Just want to take a moment to thank everyone out there for tuning in. We continue getting so much love and support and appreciate every bit of it. But on that note, if you're a new listener or simply someone who's interested in following our journey, please take a second to subscribe to our channel or download whatever necessary app in order to never miss a show. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram at BlackSheet305 and at Gus Mill. Again, we truly appreciate all the love and support and look forward to continuously giving everyone listening a different perspective. Now let's get back to the podcast. Um, but yeah. but where it's taking us, you know, he, he fears it. And I don't know, like, do you connect that anywhere religiously? Or do you look at that separately or not? Because it's like, it's there, it's in front of you. It's, and I'm not trying to challenge religion. Yeah. I'm not going there. Yeah, yeah. But where does your mind go with something like that? Like Dude. AI? Yeah. I think it'll, like, I mean, I, I can just think of it, uh, think of how it applies to healthcare, right? Because it's the... Uh, the profession, the the landscape that I live in. When you look at what AI is doing in healthcare, it, it is uh, really impressive. Right. There's algorithms right now, and there's there's so many different variations of of algorithms to help you know the prediction models and the accuracy for prediction. Um, it's going to help predict disease a lot faster, sooner. Predict you know based on data, and like, like a human brain can't analyze data like like these algorithms can. right and so when you look at if you have x what are the best treatments for y like physicians are trained to use like their last most common mm -hmm. you know success right what, what where did they use it and where was it successful that may not be the best way and so like these prediction models allow you to really fine-tune and cater specifically let's take more targeted approach to treating disease it is by far. It's gonna. It's gonna really revolutionize. It really is um, everything we do. I mean, look at look at all the companies that Apple is buying. They're all AI based. All of them. So, yeah, there's. It's always gonna have its cons, and just like everything, you have a disadvantage. You know, you're never gonna be able to, to, to. It's not gonna be able to improve with experience. Something humans can do. Mm -hmm. It's there's no emotion base behind it. It's not gonna be able to to replicate rep. Replicate humans, and at the end of the day, intelligence is believed to be a gift from nature and God. Mm. So they're always going to work o o on algorithms, but every machine has its defaults. So I mean, of course, obviously, but they're teaching these AIs, and then the AI teaches itself, and then it just takes off on its own. They teach the AI emotions. They 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 put it in it. They tell it what the emotions are. They 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 tell it what causes emotions. They they teach the AI to recognize what emotions. Or what, based upon expression, you know, fear, uh, astonishment, surprise, joy, overjoy, you name it. Um, so once they input all this into the AI, now the AI is doing it on its own, recognizing shit, acknowledging shit, developing its own, and then it continues doing that on its own. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it then teaches itself to show emotions and therefore become emotional. Mm -hmm. Based upon what has been taught, it's it's in in its own crazy way. It's an evolutionary process on a very fast span of time with the help of scientists that this AI is teaching itself to become as humanistic as possible. It's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. 
It really is. You know, it's, it's going to have the ability that if you crack a joke on it, it knows what a joke is. It knows if it was an insult, if it was cynical, if it was low down and dirty, and it's going to be able to give you the right reaction based upon it. Like, it, it is becoming human in a very weird way, though it's not human. I get it. I mean, how it applies to, like, medicine, though, I, I don't think a computer is going to be in a position to treat or see a patient. I And again, you know, I'm I can be so ignorant or maybe not, you know, I can... The fact that I'm maybe not as visionary as somebody building the algorithm, that's the reason why I'm limited in my vision. But having a patient seen by a computer, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if we'll ever get there. Maybe. I don't know. That, that would be, for me, hard. Because I'm a, you know, I'm really emotional. And healthcare is a... I don't think it'll be able to understand the complexities of humans and humans' needs. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot It'll of emotion. They'll never be able to replace law enforcement. They'll never be able to replace the the president. And there's a lot of ways. I don't think it'll be. I, I'm definitely not saying that AI is going to replace every every human job out there and, and what we do. Not at all. But it's definitely going to put a ginormous dent in it because I'm not saying, you know, what you're saying is right or wrong as far as there's always going to be a doctor to see you or something. But... What I can see is, you know, the, the, these scanners. Yeah. Scanners can scan us for almost everything. Now, there's not no one scanner that can do it all, but there's scanners that can scan your bone density. Just go into your, uh, what is it, subcutaneous uh, levels. Um, go all the way into your organs without even acknowledging your bones. These are all different scanners, MRI machines, scanners that you go into the airport with. I feel like at some point there's going to be the same way there's face recognition on on these cameras when you go into the airports or, or for security reasons, you know, internationally. That same thing is going to apply depending on where you're going. If you're going to go to a hospital in the super future, why right walking through those doors, boom, something's going to be able to detect something. Yeah, it's just a matter and, of time before you have a little chip inserted into yeah, your a, thing where, one, where yeah. you walk into a and hospital and, everybody knows, and yeah. it, it knows your medical records. Mm-hmm. True. Like, there's no more asking, hey, when was your last checkup? You know, all of that will be like, what are your medications? <clears throat> I don't all see why that. it's so hard to believe that as much as it's movie-listic as it is, because it is. It's very movie and yeah. scary. And I mean, scary. I'm sure it's bunch. Oh, it's the same thing with self-driving cars. That shit is scary. Look at the Teslas. Yeah. Have you ever been in it while it does that? It's the no. creepiest, weirdest thing in the world. I know fucking Joe was talking about it. I've, I've, Sounds pretty I've crazy. I went in one of my friends and I, it literally drives itself. Really? Literally drives itself. Like, like, so I leave my house. Like, so I, I'm, I'm thinking you can do it if you're on the highway. Okay, I'm going to go to Tallahassee. You, it'll take me there, right? But 100%. if I'm here and it says, hey, take me to UFC gym, it'll take me? Yeah. Yeah, it'll obey the lights. It'll it'll Every, and another thing. It'll by the speed limit. It won't go past I, speed I, limit. I saw a, I saw a video on YouTube. It'll see something way before you do. There's a video of it. Some guys in a Tesla and he's driving, and it lets off a sound, knowing that that something's coming up to give you. Maybe you can step the brake before it can. Wow. Process the brake first. Wow. And it's um, pigs in the middle of a highway, and it's like pitch black. And it's in the middle of like a country road. And he, you see the Tesla's the noise come off, and then you see the Tesla just slam on the brakes, and you see the pigs just pop out of nowhere, and it's something that the Tesla will That's see crazy. first before yeah. you see it. Wow, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I like to think of the positive ways of technology and how it's helping us, and in, in so many different ways. I hate to to go on the, the the far end, go to the edge, and say, oh, well, at some point it's going to turn around and fucking become Terminator, and it's going to want to wipe us all out because it realizes that the human race is. Sure. Full of diseases and this and that and then the whatever those movies say. Yeah. 
That's possible. Yeah. But, but, but I highly doubt I'll be there to see it, or, or I think it'll be several generations. And I also like to think that the human race will be smart enough or capable enough to shut it down. At, at least opposed to it. Yeah. Who knows if they can shut it down? That I don't know. But at least opposed to it, rebel to it, whatever it is. You know, who, who knows? Because you're, you're really talking some movie yeah. shit there, and it, and it does get weird and scary, you know, because I can, I can defend it. Yeah. Just don't want to think about it. That's that's my thing. I really don't want to think about yeah, it. I think it's really cool. Negativity. How's it gonna help me? Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. all about positivity. What, what is I it? I, what's the what's the one with Will Smith? Is it I Robot? Yeah, I Robot. Yeah, it's kind of like that, right? Yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. It's, yeah, that movie was pretty like, cool. Like, for example, this is one of them. Like it sees the crash happen before it happens. He takes off, and there's no way of this lady seeing that this is gonna happen. And the Tesla. Oh my stops god, himself. that is. Wow. Is that a Tesla right there? The yeah, lady the in the front. The lady in the front is a Tesla. Jesus, that is unbelievable. The Tesla fucking had a bird's eye view and saw. Yeah, that it is badass. It has sensors throughout the whole. This car. is all Elon, dude. So people listening who can't see this, we're, we're watching a video where some guy at an intersection, a four-way intersection, he basically took the red. There's a Tesla who's waiting to go first. Once wow. the light turns green, the Tesla starts moving just like every other car does. And on the opposite side, the car that was taken off first gets hit by the incoming person who crossed the red light. And the Tesla, who would have got hit, stopped on its own. And uh, it's a pretty uh, wow, pretty phenomenal video. And not that's, only that's does crazy. it do that, but people don't understand that <clears throat> it is the fastest sedan. I know. Now that crazy. I heard. I heard so much about the speed, how, how point, fast. 2.9 seconds, 0 to 60. You understand so, that this car is faster than Lamborghinis. Yeah. Faster than Ferraris. Faster than the Bugatti off the line. 0 to wow. 60. What, what, is it, what, what does it run, roughly? What do you mean? Like 85. The Tesla. 85,000? I don't know. It, nah, it'll, that's it'll it? Hit, yeah, it'll hit. It mean, really? It, it all depends. If you're getting the P90, which is that one there. I've looked so much. I'm a big car fanatic. I'm... I'm you know this. Uh. I'm really big into cars. The P90, nice. the it has it's cool because it has it has three different modes, and the mode that it goes the fastest, which is the one where you, it's called insane mode. Yeah. And it's it's literally zero to sixty two point nine seconds, which is people don't understand that that is ridiculously one, fast. Two, you're there. <laughs> there. God, that's crazy. Ridiculously fast. How, so so going back to to Wes's question, how much does it cost? Like what eighty five thousand? It'll it'll hit. The hundreds, you really? Um, and the, the I would imagine ones, it should be in the, the hundreds. Newer, so the know. newer ones are the the little the little sedan that yeah. everybody's driving uh-huh. is about eighty seventy grand. They're reasonable cars, man. Yeah, they actually are for everything. It, it sounds completely it, worth it if you can afford it. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. And and people understand there's so many. But they're not doing trucks though, so are they? Many, yeah, they're doing freight now. Oh yeah, Tesla's, yeah. yeah. Tesla's. Gonna I'm a truck guy. Tesla I don't freight. care for a car. No, no, oh. not not truck as in that. They have an SUV, but they they don't have they have freight as an eighteen wheelers. Eighteen wheelers. Oh, for yeah. p- for the for the boys on the road. Yep. Wow. Now you see what I mean. Now that's huge. Now watch they, how that takes over. They came out with that. Watch first. how that takes over. Yeah. yeah. They came out with that, and then Uber started doing Uber freight. Yeah. They're, it's Uber's another monster company. So I I just love I love reading about like all like the innovation that all these. I companies love it are too. Doing. And when Tesla in the stock, I don't know if you do day trading or if anybody here does no. day trading no. or stock. What are they at? Like two fifty right now? They're, they jump every day, every yeah, day they're really? jumping every day. I tried fucking with that stock shit. That shit drove me. Oh, nuts. I don't do it. I, I just, I, I mean, just I don't. You gotta be, you gotta be connected the whole time. Yeah, oh, but don't. Buy I don't know. How, I don't know how no, CP three no, is always. In, I don't do it. I just like to stay educated on. Oh yeah, any, of course, everything awesome. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and literally jumps up every day. 
You're going to you're gonna be the most educated uh, MD PDS, right? Uh, MD, MDPD? MDPD. I, I would like to think so. Why the S? I don't know. Sure? I, thought, I don't know. I, thought, I don't know. There, I uh, there's a lot of them. I, can, I actually had an incident. I, I still have the video from my ring camera. I had an incident with a police officer where he pulled me pulled me over at 2 o'clock in the morning in front of my house while I pulled into my you driveway. You told me about this. Pulled in, into my driveway. Um, my car is very loud. I have a loud car. I have a, yeah. a, a Dodge Daytona. It's a loud car. I could be going 40 miles an hour, and you can hear me down the road. Yeah. It's just a loud car. Um, And I pull into my driveway, and he pulls up behind me, but he has a l- the spotlight on, on, on me, so I yeah. can't see anything. Yeah. Like, I get out of my, you see me get in my car, and I'm like this. I can't, I can't tell it's a cop. Um, and I'm already a little sketchy. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm not fear, fearing for my life. Yeah. yeah, I'm in front of my house, and I'm I can't see anything. And then I see a spotlight move, and then I see him come come uh, in front of me. He goes, "Let me see your license and registration." I go, "For what?" He goes, "You were speeding down uh speeding down Miller." I wasn't even coming down Miller. Wow. <laughs> I came down Bird. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't I didn't come from Miller. I came from from Bird Road. And he's like, no, I just heard you coming down. I go, officer, my car's really loud, <laughs> really loud. Trust me. He goes, no, you were doing about 90 down the down Miller. <laughs> and I look at him and I laugh. I go, no. You got the wrong guy. Did you yeah. tell him, do you know who yeah. I am? Yeah. No, and then he, he sees, he, he looks at me and he looks to the right and there's a squad car in front of my house because my dad's police car. Yeah. He goes, whose police car is that? Is that yours? I go, it could be, it could not be. Nice. <laughs> and and, and Sh- he, he looks at me. He looks at me and he goes, "Oh, we're gonna play this game." I go, "I'm not playing games with you. You just you're saying that you heard me and saw me doing 90 when we came from two different um, directions. When I go back on my camera, you see him coming this way into my house and me coming this way into my house. So we came from two different directions. Yeah, nice. So and he looks at me and he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, have a good day. I was like, you too, dickhead. Because <laughs> I was just, I don't know, I I regret calling that. Cause yeah. But like, don't. Yeah. How are you gonna stop somebody in front of their house, clean, and have no facts behind anything? Yeah. He was having a rough night. He, yeah. Some those. some people just he could have just been so busy working at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, like, the learning lesson I can't see you as this guy, but just just don't be that guy. Yeah. No. I hundred percent won't you be know, that person. Yeah. Like I strive not to be those cops. Like yeah. one thing I I'm uh, the reason why I'm being a police officer and the reason why and I tell everybody this is it's the worst moment in history to be a police officer. Yeah. With everything going on mm-hmm. politically, religiously and 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 just that whole movement, everything, Black Lives Matter to the gender to yeah. everything to to pro Trump to anti Trump, it's the worst moment in history yeah. to be in law enforcement. It's a hard job. It is. It is. And I want to be the cop who makes that 1% difference because I've gone on ride-alongs and I've I've seen it. I know so many bad cops. Yeah. And I tell my mom this all the time. I'm going to say about, and I stand behind this, about 80% of cops do not have the right mindset. Mm. And they have ill will towards the big number, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you I better remember, man, you're gonna, this shit's going to get heard and viewed and you're going to be I, working I, for and them. And I'll stand behind it because, and I've met some very, very good cops. I have my uncle's a cop, my aunt's a cop. Um, well, both of my uncles are cops. I have, I come you have from a cop a f- family. I, yeah, I come from a, a family of law enforcement. Yeah. Almost all of them. And then I've met bad cops. Yeah. I've done ride-alongs, and I'm not going to say um, who I've done. I've done two ride-alongs. I'm not going to say which what ride-along. Department. Yeah, yeah which department, department or yeah. when it was. And there was something said by one of the cops that he thought I'd be cool with. Um, and it touched. it hit me the wrong way because it was racist and it was unnecessary and it was to a 17-year-old black male. And mm. there's no reason to say that. Yeah. You know? So there's there's you're always gonna have those those people who are just 
They're not good people to begin with. They yeah. become a cop, and they become even a, a worse person because they get power hungry. Yeah, that's – you give somebody who's a narcissist a little bit, you give them a silver badge. Exactly. It's a recipe for disaster. 100%. I wonder what, I wonder what the uh, statistic is, or I don't know if any studies are out there in regards to what, what, what is the average person like who wants to become a cop? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. because you know, people like to say, like, I kind of, kind of piggybacking what he's saying to a certain extent. People like to say that, oh, you became a cop because you were a pussy in high school, you got picked on, or you got your heart broken one time, and whatever it is, they come up with these reasons as to um, the process is a lot harder now. People don't understand. You need a bachelor's now to become to be hired by the Miami Good. Beach Police Department. You really? need a bachelor's to be That's hired. Excellent. I love that to be yeah. hired by the Coral Gables Police Department. My brother is a genius. He went to he wrestled in college from college, went to FIU. Got his bachelor's in criminology, um, got directly out of college, got hired by Coral Gables, was working in the records department. And from and my brother is a skinny, he's a super fact-based person, super politically correct. He's not a big, tough guy. He's skinny. Uh, yeah, he's a college wrestler. He'll beat the crap out of anybody. Yeah. But he's not the that that normal big cop figure. Yeah, he's he you would never think he's a cop. I tell people from my high school and people that know me. Oh, what's your brother doing? Oh, he's a cop. They're like, Nick, your brother? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. They're like, what? Never. They thought he would either be a doctor, a lawyer, because he's a very, very, very smart person. But yeah. he has a path of what he wants to do. He wants to go from that into FBI or CIA and from that into politics and from that and so on and so forth. Good for him. Gus, you're going to you're gonna piss some people off when you're a cop. You're, you're going to do it no matter what. Oh, and another and, thing. And the I'm, same I'm way a very blunt person, a very, very, very blunt person. And when it comes to, to authority... I'll tell them when they're wrong. Yeah. I'll, I I don't care. I, I don't care. If you're wrong and I believe you're wrong, I'll tell you you're wrong. And everybody at my job knows it. I've told people and I confront people all the time. I don't care. If you're wrong and I, I know you're wrong, I'll make it known that you're Does wrong. Has he had any issues at work? <laughs> no, I'm uh, just saying. You know, it's funny. It's funny to... It's funny to... to <laughs> Sorry, bringing that up. No, well, here's the, here's the thing, you know, and I don't, I don't want to go in, into it, but, you know, he's heard a little bit of it recently. I'm still learning, Gus. You know, he's become he's becoming he's he's already a super close you know friend of mine, like a little brother. But I'm still learning him. You know, and and I call him out at times too. But I try to hold back on those, okay? Because I used to do it a lot. And he'll tell you I used to do it a lot. And then I told myself, chill out, chill out, and let's let this man develop on his own. Because a couple things: one, I don't know how much of an impact I really have on him. Okay, he might say, "Yeah, man, you dish you that." In my honest opinion, you know, he'll wipe his ass with most of it because he thinks he's smart enough. He thinks he knows enough. Now, he knows it all. Not that. I'm not insulting him. I think that he has that typical 23, 24-year-old mindset, especially as he's a little bit smarter. He's a little bit more mature. He does have the law enforcement in his family. By the way, you fuckers are saying cops, 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 cops for That's two true. people who were yeah. getting down, coming down on me earlier about not saying law That's enforcement, true. dickheads. Yeah. So as I learn him, you learn about him more and more, yeah, I see certain ways, and I see certain, I hear certain comments, and I, and I see he's getting more into the church, and I see, but then I see other things, and I'm just like, man, you're, you're an intriguing into individual, yeah, you man. know. The beauty and, of being 24 years old, dude. Yeah, and then rather rather than just, I guess, say certain things, I'm just like, you know what, you're gonna learn however it is you learn. I don't want to say the hard way, but you're not. If I tell you, hey man, I really think you should A, B, and C. I, even if it's great advice, it's not that he's shitting, shitting on me. I just think that he thinks he knows enough. He'll he'll Maybe. wait to hear it from somebody else, and then he'll put me in the back of the cop car, like he has in, in many different statements. 
And I think that that's fine. I know that that resonates with people. I know it does. And that's cool because your opinions are biased to, to you know, what you believe in, what you've been through. And, and, and we have a good idea of, you know, I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. we know that my opinion can be a little tainted or a little harsh or whatever it is. So, um, you know, to hear him say certain things, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it just it doesn't take me back. It's just. But he's not, like, he's not the average 24-year-old. Saying right? dickhead so. to that cop, that's a dickhead move. You're not going to fix dick with dick you know, you, know you, you don't you just don't so the same way so when i hear that i'm like well why was the guy being a dick because he was being a dick you know he was having a mood and guess what you just caught yourself in the mood and you were being a dick too yeah. so i don't know that that's the answer and he says oh yeah i, I call people out you know i speak it very well that doesn't always work and that's all. Yeah. And that, that, so when he said that statement, but, it's, not, it's not that he's wrong for that. I just thought to myself, you know, don't even say anything. But that but, doesn't. But that listen, doesn't work. but you you can say that now, and I can say that now as a result of learning that it. Right. Because we're older. Once I was like that. Yeah. Right. Like I, I mean, the ability to have a like either a high science conversation or rationalize and engage somebody with good language, clear and concise ideas, knowing when to pivot, like that's a skill, right? Um, but when if you could do that at 24 years old, then you're like you're above the norm, right? Right. right. And, and so like sometimes like emotion gets the best of oh, anybody. 100%. You know? Now that's, now that's, now sometimes when you're above the norm, see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Sometimes when you're above the norm, without enough level of maturity or discipline in you, yeah, you let that acknowledgement of hey man, I'm not like most of them, and now that goes to your head. And because of that, that above the norm compliment that you got and you deserve is now kind of almost working against you for the next couple of years because you think you're a little bit too much, you know? Yeah. You just always have to be humble and always learn. I had to tell him, you know, we talk about different guests that we want to have on and this and that. I fucking throw like four or five guest ideas at him and he's just busting all of them down. Like, nah, nah, fuck that. We don't need this. Nah, we don't fuck, fuck her and fuck him. And, I do not, and, and it's just like, yo, dude, why, why are you, why are you being so extreme with that shit? Like we, we need to just get guests. Let's, let's get to learn people. Let's, you know, let's hear people's stories and, you know, vibe. And yeah, without, but, without, give me one example. Um, don't say the guy's name. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, oh, okay. You have, you have, you have a, you have this model. He just, you know, shitted on her, like, all kind of reasons of... Because she's basic. I, okay, wants so... to hear anything from a model who has no education. But, but see... Her look, life but is on Instagram. Look, look how we're going through this, but it's not about that. See, to me, he's taking it personally by talking like that. Instead, let, her, let the listeners... Let, it's not about you. Let the viewers, let the listeners... Hey, how did you make it on Instagram with $1.2 million? There's did you not, show ass and titties, or did you... negative connotations uh, towards them to begin with. It's like, let me it's ask like you having this. a racist I, on here. Have you guys um, approached uh, Father Capo? Who's that? The swole dude with dog always wearing black? Yeah. No. Who? Who? Listen, what you only want to have guys that are in, are in line with what you're thinking? No, not at all. Oh, I know. That's why. That's no, why. but, it, but Who is that? Father Capo. Who he's, is that? Uh, he's a priest, he, but he goes to the gym. He's swole. He's godly swole. This is the funny part about this what guy like? <laughs> that I'm a little, again, here we go. Journey into my mind. Because if you don't see it like this, then I just don't see where you're seeing it from. Just the yeah. social media? He, well, no, no, no. He's a godly individual, right? He's a father. He wears all the time, every time, guaranteed, all black. All black, hooded, looking like something that you don't want to come across. Doesn't speak to anybody, just does his thing. And I think that's the complete opposite of what I want to see in a, in a father. I want to see 
way more inviting of a look, you know, some conversation. He's like, he's, he's like, some, a, he's you know, there to work out though. Yeah. And here's the thing. He's right, like, right, he's like part person. of like that. I mean, he's not Opus Day, you know, oh. like, but he's hardcore. Like he dresses him. I asked him, Hey, why always black? What, what's like, and I, and I said, why do we like, why do priests wear black with the white little, you know, collar yeah. thing? And it has to do with something of like, uh, like their normal life dies. Yeah. So it's black. And then, and so he's brought that symbolism into like his life. But the guy is, he carries a good message, man. I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him. Have I seen, my, you've my seen thing him is, plenty thing of times? My thing is sure this, Tony. In, in that quick little instance of what we spoke about religion. Yeah. We saw how quick that went where it went. And it was, it was not that it went anywhere bad, but it, it got to that point of, all right, we can stay here forever jousting about your belief I don't think I don't first of all I don't think he would joust with you. Well, I wouldn't want it. The thing is this: I, he's just gonna want to talk about what? No, maybe he wouldn't even want to come on here. How about that? There you go. But but, but if he did, he's I mean, black sheep, he's gonna want black. Yeah. So I I think he like he would give you like a different element for sure. I'm still learning about myself, like I am with every everybody else. Yeah. And I still completely try to be open to hearing certain things and having certain conversations. We didn't talk politics because I feel a certain way about politics. We can talk about politics, but I just feel like no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a short conversation for me because of my beliefs in, you know, uh, how much of an impact I really think that I we mean, have. It's always, you should always talk about something you're educated in. I won't talk, I won't talk to somebody about something I'm not educated in. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, if I don't feel I'm educated enough to talk about, about um, politics. There's people that can talk about it because their majors are political science, or and then there's people that try to talk about it that they're all they do is go to the gym and they look at videos on Instagram and they think that they have a, a opinion. So for 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 this podcast to do what it what it's supposed to do and for it to flow the way it should flow and how podcasts should, unless you have a, a podcast that's more like a debate, you you want a vibe. I want to learn. I want a vibe. I want to you know a. Uh, uh, Figure out where you're coming from. Something about you entices me, and I, and I, I want to learn, and I hope my viewers want to learn. Some people won't care to learn. Others, others wait for the fighters. Some want the uh, scientists. Some want, um, who knows, the models. But I'm always learning, and I want to learn, and I want to vibe. If we're going to go through an exchange of differences, I'd rather not have to put that on camera. We don't have to do that. And that's not something I'm trying to entertain my, my, my you know, future followers, my followers, you know, listeners. They don't need to hear a debate. There's always debates going on, and and I'm not trying to challenge anybody's beliefs, but I don't want to encourage or, or I guess, give the opportunity for that to happen if I know someone with a certain level of religious beliefs, a certain level of religious foundation. It, it's, it's, I think it's bound to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm borderline the complete opposite of that foundation, of that, those beliefs. So I think that I'm, I'm kind of allowing, like your comment, would I have a racist on here? Would I bring a racist on here just to discuss, you know, racism and why he's racist? No, I don't. There's, I don't even care to hear why you're fucking racist. Yeah, I'm completely against that. I don't care to hear how you racist yeah. you are or why. And I don't care if you have. That's my belief. We can debate out there if you want to have a you know conversation or a heated whatever. Not you know anything more than that. But not in the mic. Not on the mic. Yeah. It's not. It's not on the mic. You know, and that's just it. It's, it's not. And again, we could have. Religious topics, you know, us or any future guests, you can tell me what you believe and I can tell you, oh, well, this is where I stand. But 
to go back and forth or, or everything to be so based on that, then I just kind of tried, okay, well, I don't know how well that'll work mm. with, with kind of, you know, what I believe and what I type of stuff that I talk about. Like, I wanted to ask you about your belief in Martians, aliens, UFOs, uh, other life outside of our planet. How do you feel about that? I didn't go there because I thought, well, if we go there, it's going to come back to religion, maybe. No, I don't no, know. No. Cause I mean, no, I mean, I, I believe that uh, there's something out there. I mean... Hey, listen, I I've seen the videos, right? I don't know what's I don't I know which, which ones have you seen? I mean, so, I mean, so many, right? so many, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not a sci-fi guy. If there's something out there, I just hope they don't hurt us. <laughs> For, I I don't know, man. It's not it's not like you know Area Fifty One and all of these things. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. There's something. There has to be something out there. You feel like it just, you know what? It does not call your attention like that. You have no control of it. Yeah. It's completely out of your power. You don't think it's going to really affect you like that. So don't don't put any energy energy I, into it. I don't it. know enough about it to have a you know normal conversation about it. Like you know, um, I I also like to you know whatever I believe. I like to have support. I numbed it. I have no idea. What Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there's always a proof source to what you believe in. Um, and, you know, I, I again, I'm not a science guy. I'm, I'm not I'm not about that. Um, I, I, I can barely uh, keep track of Star Wars and all the trilogy. Uh, I go watch it because my kids like to watch it. But I'm not I'm not that guy. Not that guy. What's up, crazy world? You got to be a little loose upstairs if you're following us. But if you're not following us, what the hell are you waiting for? Listen, go ahead, stop what you're doing, pause, you can come right back to this. I want you to subscribe, go to YouTube, I want you to go to iTunes, I want you to go to SoundCloud. I want you to just find any platform that we're on, follow, listen, show your love and support. Thank you very much, appreciate you. Let's get back to the podcast. You're not that guy, I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I am, I, I love that shit, I love it. I love, uh, I think that, um, <clears throat> Who knows? Might be a little bit far fetched. It's obviously probably wishful thinking to an extent because I'm a fan of it. But yeah. I think that uh, I think when we establish enough, yeah, I believe 100% they're there and this and that. And, and Gus just uh, mentioned Bob Lazar and and all these yeah. crazy facts or supporting facts that we have from people involved and what they've seen. But anyways, I feel like once we have like a clear line of communication with them, that we're gonna get a lot of answers. We're gonna have a lot more understanding towards the what's what and the hows and you know, and um, that excites me. That excites me because of the the questions that we all have as a human race. You know, where do we come from? Evolution is really true. The, uh, scientists live, die, and, and everything. Like evolution is true. Like so it's what, do been you, what do you what do you think that they're just so far advanced or f so far ahead <laughs> on just life that we're we will eventually get to where they're at? but just not there yet, they, um, and they were here at one point? You know what? Possibly so, but, yeah, I definitely believe that they were here at one point. Will we get to where they're at? Um, somebody has said this. Uh, I don't know who had the podcast on, but someone has said some statement where these 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 intelligent beings that we're referring to, you know, the, these aliens, they might have been immediately born in their universe, in their planet, with with certain capabilities that that we just were never born or evolved to have yeah. okay so they don't have to be a version of what we're going to be 
we might stay very humanoid, you know, for who knows how long, look like this, maybe minimum changes. And I don't know how advanced we'll get with our, with our, um, our, you know, our, our very own powers, but these, these people kind of like a savant, you know, a savant is born with special gifts and, um, the shit that they can do and see in here, it's just, you know, fucking, it's just ridiculous. Most of the times they lack some social skill in their, in their brain. And when they do these brain scans, they see what's missing and what's there and why. And anyways, so might we become them in the future? I don't, I don't think so of that nature and, and appearance. Like I don't think they're a future us. But what I do believe is, is, again, scientifically supported. It's not just some shit I'm making up. The same way as a human race, we colonize the country, the, the world. You know, we, we seek out and we're trying to go to the Amazonian forest and we're trying to, you know, whatever, Christopher Columbus, whoever you want to talk about. Um, we, we're going to do that on a planetary scale, right? We're doing it now. Let's go check out the moon. Let's go check out Mars. Let's go see Venus. Let's go send a probe up to uh, Saturn. We're doing that because we're trying to, we know, we know, we're intelligent enough that we know our planet is bound to get hit by another meteor at some point. We know that the global warming, we know there's a lot of things that can affect our planet and we need to be ready to go somewhere else for sake of the human race to keep it alive. Um, the same way we migrated as people when we were Neanderthals, when we were cavemen, you know, they have to keep moving. Hey, the winter's coming. We got to go. Hey, you know what? That fucking volcano is going to blow up soon. It's been erupting like hell. We should probably move away from it. Just common sense. So we're trying to do that. Well, if I'm going to believe that there is an intelligent species out there and that they're ahead of us, they were born before us, they've been around a lot longer, then they should be doing the same thing that we're attempting to do now. We're within our galaxy. We're trying to, you know, planet hop. We're trying to see who's habitable, who's in, who can be hab, you know, grow a species, who can have habit, you know, people living there enough to have a habitat of, of humans or any kind of species. So, why wouldn't they do that? So I believe they did do that. And I believe they did it years ago. And this is, again, based upon stories and tablets and scripts and all kind of shit and deciphering done by people who are uh, 10 times smarter than you and I combined. Yeah. And these people compiled these stories from hieroglyphics to, to you know, uh, pyramid, you know, shit, shit in Machu Picchu, all, all those things. They all come up with these, these concepts, this story. And I'm just kind of, I'm on that story. I believe that story. And that story is just roughly... They came here a long time ago searching for uh, gold or maybe for a different habitat, somewhere different to live, okay? Gold because it was uh, their source of fuel, their biggest source of fuel. This is the story, all right? Um, and in that process, here they are with, here they are with, uh, with our Neanderthal state. Why are we looking at Gus with all that, huh? Because here we go, that Bible, that Bible's talking to y'all now, right? So here we are, here, here we here we are in that Neanderthal state, and um and and you know they intervene in that, and then you just have a whole plethora of stories you can come up after that. But yeah, yeah I believe they came here, planet hopping, looking for some shit, run into us, and do whatever it is they do with us, and we're, we're yeah we're we're definitely a. a a specimen of what they once dropped a long time ago. I do believe that. So okay. there could be a Jesus. There could be a Bible. There could be all that. All that can be true. I just think it all stems from way, 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 way deeper, way, way, way longer than what any of us can even fathom. And I get excited that if we and when we do establish communication and talk and they openly tell us certain things and, you know, the world gets rattled, I, I just look forward to, like, all right, so what what are the answers? What do you guys know that we don't know? How's it how's it gone for you like the last couple of dates when you started talking all this madness? 
Oh man, they love it. They love it because I won't go on a date with somebody who I I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna interview them before we ever go on a date, and I'm gonna know whether or not I'm just I'm just you know trying to keep this light. But I'm just I'm just wondering how that's working for you. It's a lot easier to stay in your little box, man. That's no, always easy. No, it's not. I mean, I'm I'll, listen. I'll I'll just say this. I'm I'm not there. I'm not like you know. right. I get it, of course. I mean, yeah. you're not supposed to be there. I mean, especially you know when you have a religious background. Yeah, that's not. That's no, not. It's, it's, yeah. Who the hell gets into Martians anyway? There's a very fucking nerdy few of us. You know, yeah. there's, there's a so small we, growing up, did you like like Star you know, Star Trek and all that stuff? Uh, I mean, it was all right. I wasn't into it like that. No, that wasn't no. like my thing. Like I was some Star Trek techie. I can't even say the names of all the you know in there or whatever. I don't know. Now that we now that we have this platform, you know, you you talked about like when you made your mistake. I never even heard about your mistake. My accident? Yeah, your accident. I say accident because it was an actual automobile accident. Oh. When I was yeah yeah when I was um eighteen, I was eighteen. <clears throat> this was April nineteen ninety six. When I was eighteen, about to turn nineteen. Okay. Yeah, I had um. I had a get together at my house and basically I had this chick who in order for her to come, her parents were out of town. In order for her to come, I had to go pick her up and bring her to her. And I was telling her, well, look, I'm hosting. So I'm going to be here for a while and I'm going to have a few drinks and this and that. So, you know, I got to sober up, you know, I got to eat. So you're not going home till four o'clock in the morning. If you're okay with that, I'll pick you up. So she was like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. And I was kind of like talking to her at the time, whatever. <clears throat> so fast forward, eventually we had a we had an argument and so on and so forth and she at came, the party yeah she came up with some you know I I I need to go home just some excuse whatever whatever so I was like all right I'm taking your ass home so I'm I, I left and I, I'm intoxicated you left your party. yeah I'm I'm intoxicated I'm super lightly but whatever I was over the limit point one zero um which is for anybody listening that's the equivalent of five 12 ounce cans twelve ounce cans of beers okay okay every can of beers I think is o two point o two Okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so I was at point one zero on the down, is what they said on the come down, and so I dropped her off. And on the way back, I don't know if you know the neighborhood good, um, Eureka Drive, one eighty four. Yeah. I was coming eastbound on Eureka Drive. Eastbound, yeah. and uh, right there in front of the heart of a uh, Perrine, you know, back in the days, some bum was crossing the street. He was pushing um, a cart. Homeless guy was pushing a cart um, full of cans. And I could not make out. Now, my vision was horrendous. I was too cool for summer school, bro. I never wanted glasses. I thought I was, the, you know, the cool guy. I didn't want to have that nerdy look. And my vision was always really bad. I always got clowned on. I was uh, astigmatic in both eyes. Okay. Really, really bad in my left. Yeah. And then the vision itself, I think, was 70, 40. And I forgot what the other one was. But anyways, um, the dude was in the middle of the street in a median. He was in a painting median, a painted median, not a cemented median. And half of his body was in the median, <clears throat> but the cart was like pushing out of the median. And it's super late. It's like almost, uh, I think it was 2.30. I was like, yeah, it was like 2.30, 2.15. And anyhow, as I'm looking at the dude, you know, try, but I don't know what's a dude. I just see something blurry because of my vision. My hand was here on the, on the wheel, and it's like my hand wouldn't let me focus because it was right there, kind of like in the line of, you know, of my vision. So instead of releasing the steering wheel and moving my hand, I went like this and I got, I got close. You know, I, want, I got my face close to the to the steering wheel. Yeah, well, to the to the, uh, to the glass to the windshield. Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to see what what the fuck is that in the middle of the street? Like what what is that? And I couldn't make it. It was blurry, but I can tell it was kind of in my lane coming up. So as I moved my hand to, and I started looking really close, I start veering to my left very slowly. Well, seems slowly. 
and as I'm kind of almost making a a, a a figure, you know, I'm not, I can't tell as a human being. I'm just starting to see a little bit of details of what the object is. I see headlights coming to my left. I'm I'm about to go completely into the other lane. Wow. I slowly drifted to the other lane. And this guy, he and I, at the very last second, we saw each other. He is completely sober himself, almost hit me and because he was busy looking at the guy. He put this in his statement. He goes, you know, I was kind of dumbfounded as to why this guy was in the middle of the road at 2.30 in the morning, and I almost hit the oncoming traffic, not expecting me to be there, obviously. So at the very last second, whoop, whoop, we both hit it to our, our diagonal Opposite. fashion. Yeah, and boom, I hit the guy. You hit the uh, I hit the the homeless guy, so I hit him with the, the 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 right the right passenger side of my mom's Grand Cherokee that I was driving at the time. So I have no idea that I hit a guy, but what I did hear was the the hit of the cans of the uh, the the shopping cart and the cans jumping around everywhere. So after I hit him, I immediately didn't stop, but I like completely slowed down. I didn't hit brakes. I just started slowing down. And I started coming up on a red light right away, which was, you know, I was maybe 30 feet, 30 yards away from a red light. So I was immediately slowing down no matter what after that. And I'm just, boom, I'm looking behind me. The guy's body had landed towards the, the side of the curb by the sidewalk. I didn't see that, obviously. Remember, I'm in the middle now. And this is a four lane, two lanes east, two lanes west. And... So I'm looking behind me and I see nobody, but I see what I think are cans because everything's blurry to me. It's just blurry. This is this was my vision all the time. So everything's blurry, but I'm hearing cans. I'm hearing tick, 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 tick. and I look to my right and and I see the or to my left and I see the um, the recycling bin. There was a recycling bin there, Marlin Marlin Road recycling bin. It's been there for years, still there. And I'm like, fuck. I must have hit a cart full of cans. Somebody left a cart full of cans. This was very common back in the days. The hood would, you yeah. know, was, was bad back then. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm starting to think that I hit a cart full of cans. I, I see nobody. I see no one. You know, it must have been a cart full of cans. I can't even see the cart. I just see blinking thingies all over the street. So the light turns green, and I'm like, fuck, let me keep going for now. You know, I'm not sure what the hell's happening. So I, I turn around. I, I keep going past the light, and my adrenaline just started dropping and I'm just like panicking. I'm like, bro, what did I just hit? Tell me that was a cart and not a guy. I don't see no guy. And when I went to turn around again, I put my my arm on the, like the center console or whatever. I forgot how I did it, but I, I cut myself. And I look down and there's glass all over the, the passenger seat. And then I look at the windshield. You know, granted, I'm like flipping out here. So I didn't even realize that my windshield was slightly concaved in at the edge of it. The edge of it, it was it had like a, you can say it was a human print. Mm -hmm. You know, you can say well, you can see where the head probably hit and where the shoulder hit. You can see how how it hit, and at that point, I start panicking. I'm like, that's that's that looks like a human hit that windshield, and I turn around. Some guy turned around. The guy who almost hit me, he came up, pulled up beside me, and he asked, um, "Hey, do you know what you just did?" And I, and I rolled my window down. And I said, "Did I hit a cart full of cans?" He said, "No, you hit a guy pushing a cart full of cans." And I said, well, back up. Let me, you know, let me turn around. But I was nowhere far at all. I was like six houses down. I was moving like 10 miles an hour, just freaking out. So I came back around. And at that point, when I saw like four cars parked at a distance with their headlights on what was the body, now I see where he's at. He's all the way up against the sidewalk. So, you know, I went over there and uh, the guy had already passed. There was no, there was no coming back from that, unfortunately. Wow. So... That was uh that was that incident. So I didn't go to jail that night though, though I should have. 
I should have gone to jail. I did, did not. And they went, they took me to the hospital. They took my blood. And um, then they released me to my dad. And then uh, I had to turn myself in. They said they were going to get the results. And then, you know, they'll contact me. I can turn myself in. So I turned myself in after they contacted me. Just got, you know, went to jail for like a day. Got out. Went back and forth with court for about a year or so. And then I got my sentence. I took a plea bargain. All this is while I was in college. And I, had, I was enrolled in that, in that course. Mm. When I told him what I did, mm. he, that's why he told me what he said. He said, look, you'll be lucky if you don't go to prison. So, but you are going to get convicted. So you can't have nothing to do with law enforcement. So, and he was right. And I did go to prison. So wow. I went, uh, they gave me a six year plea bargain. I took it as crazy as that sounds, you know, but at the time, some poor cop had just lost his life on the highway, a highway patrol guy while doing a check on just doing a check, pulling somebody over and just checking them. And he, you know, they caught it on camera that some drunk guy swerved into the cop and hit the cop live on camera. So it was, a, it was a very bad time for yeah. For me to have that accent doesn't matter, you know. I'm I took somebody's life, does not matter if the guy was homeless or anything, you know, whatever. And no matter what, there's no debate that alcohol was in my system and it had to have some kind of effect on me. I, I'm I know that I'm okay with, with knowing that it was my vision, it was my horrible vision. Here, here's the fucked up part, and I hate admitting this, but there was four other times, four clear other times that I almost hit somebody because of my vision. Twice my mom was in the car and she had to tell me, oh yeah, you don't see that fuck? Oh my God. Hi, mijo, you got to get glasses. No, 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 that's fucking it. That's Please it. tell me that you either had uh, laser LASIK surgery. Okay, good. Because yeah, yeah. I don't or... have glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I got LASIK surgery after I got out of prison. I wore glasses and through, when I went into prison, then I, then I didn't have glasses while in prison. Then were, you, were, were you um, locked up in Miami or somewhere, somewhere outside? No, I went to uh, uh, Brevard Correctional Institution, which was... Just short of floor, uh, Orlando, okay. like, like 30 minutes um, west of Orlando. Okay. Um, up there in Cocoa, Florida, Sharps, Florida. So I was there for the majority of my time. I did four and a half years over there. And then I did my last year in um, uh, Homestead, in Miami, deep okay. down, deep down in Miami, Dade, mm. Dade City Institution. Dade, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Um, that's where I did my last. I ended up doing five years and one month, three days, and a good morning. And and here you are, bro. Here I am. That's right. Good for you. It was, uh, you know, the tougher times was was getting out inside as as tough as it was inside because I got sent to a delinquent camp. I didn't go to adult camp. I wish I would have went to adult prison. I went to fucking. Yeah, shitty ass Oh, my God. Every gangbanger. You know, look. Yeah, I pat myself on the back. I do. You know how hard it is? You can only imagine how hard it is to tell a thousand other gang members. You're going to be one of the, like, 80 other inmates left in the whole entire compound that refuses to join a gang. You can imagine. And it, and it's, and tell that to the Latin Kings right away yeah. when you're walking in there. Mm-hmm. And for the first week, no, bro, I'm not joining no gang, especially Latin Kings. And there was a lot of beef after that. Yeah. So, But I went in fucking thinking I'm going to die in prison. Yeah. I did. I really did. You know, that's what's fucked up about, you know, the movies what they do to you, how you think about that. It's like people who don't want to dive in the ocean and go spearfishing or go snorkeling because they think shark, 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 you know? Gus, you heard the story before? Not not to this extent. Wow. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, not uh, cool, but it's... Uh, I, I knew that there I don't was, think nobody uh, else has heard that on the podcast. I don't think oh, I've wow. ever said that to the details on the podcast. I've never how heard do, how do you feel? It's, it's kind of liberating, isn't it? I never have. I've never had an issue talking about it, I, nor, nor do I have an issue talking about anything. 
Okay. Let me just make that clear. It doesn't yeah. matter what the topic is. Yeah. The, the, my worst topic is talking about my mom. Like, if, what if she died? That's my worst topic. Yeah. Anything else I can talk about. It's amazing it's, how you don't blame anybody with yourself. <coughs> yeah, man. That's Man, I mean, well, you know what? And there's no blame here at all. But my dad was home, and he let me drive because he took my word, and he knew I gave him my word. You know, I didn't drink and drive back then. I didn't. You know, I was responsible. Might I have a, a light buzz? I guess you can say, obviously, that's irresponsible. Yeah. Yes. But was I ever drinking and driving? No, that wasn't our style. Hey, I told you how my parents, you know, raised us, why we always had Gettys at our house so yeah. they can make sure that that didn't happen. Yeah. Never did any one of our friends ever have arrests, DUIs, any of that nature. You know, we, we tried not to be like that. So, but that night, you know, when I was walking out, I was super pissed off at this girl. She basically just dictates me. Let's just keep that real clear. And I'm walking out. My dad, What's up with her? How's, how's she doing? She never, you know what? She never even reached out saying Nothing, hey. man. Really? Nothing. Cold-hearted bitch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I won't even drop her name. I'll just leave that out there. Do you, do you still know if you can get into contact with her? Yeah, I know I can. For sure. Oh, you know, she reached out to me when I got out and all that. And it took her forever. And she just sent me like some... Small, well, no, she, I think she sent me, I think she sent me one letter when I was in prison, just, just saying something like, she never once tried to take anything of any blame. Let's make that part clear too. She didn't say, I'm sorry. I feel like never. It was just, you know, Hey, that's, that's a bad situation to be in. Blah, 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 blah. How old were you? 18. Yeah. 18. So, but anyhow, you know, my dad, he stopped me and he's like, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, where are you going? I said, oh, shit. What's up, Pop? When did you get here? No, I just got here like 20 minutes ago. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm just going to go drop this chick off real quick. And he goes, perate, perate, perate. he says, hold on. He starts talking to me in Spanish. He goes, your face looks a little, I don't know if you're pissed, aggravated, or you're a little, you're a little drunk. You know, what, what, what is it? I go, no, 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 no. I'm definitely not drunk, Pop. I just fucking played basketball. He goes, no, that's why I'm confused. You're, you're, all your friends were telling me that you, you had took a shower. And you went into the room with the girl. So I was going to leave you alone because that's what happened. I played basketball against two of my friends. They're short. I'm tall. And they're like, ah, oh, you know, we can beat you two on one. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. So we did two on one. And, man, Pape, I was just pure sweaty nonsense, just nasty going against these guys. Lost my buzz, everything. I went inside. I grabbed a quick, uh, some finger food we had on top, one beer. I took a shower. The girl um, says, hey, come on, let's go chill in the room. Oh, okay, let's go chill in the room. That's where I was at. So there was no, you know, he believed me when I told him what I told him. And, yeah. and I don't, I'll never put any blame on him. And I know there's people out there who they'll hear this and they'll say, yeah, the right thing to do as a parent was to not let him go out. And you can say that all you want. Here we go yeah. with the difference of opinion thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he, took me, he, took my, my, um, he took my response for what it was and I meant everything I told him. And he, he said, son, you know I love you to death. You know that, you know, you and I have a special bond. I'm not going to question you or, or, you know, be, go about this in the wrong way. Are you giving me your word? And I said, Pop. And I shook his hand. I said, I'm giving you my word. I'm 100% okay to go. I'm just pissed off because this bitch dick teased me for the last time. And I just want to get her the fuck out of here. And that's it. And he's like, okay, call me if anything. I'm right here. No one's, no one's going anywhere. I'll make sure the boys wait for you. Okay, blah, 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 blah. And that was that. So, and I, and I would never, never have even come across my mind that he had any blame on anything. It's me. I'm a young man. I made a decision. And as parents, you know, you have to let, you know, your the young People make decisions to grow yeah. up and do what it is. You know, sure. he took, he could have fought me and whatever, and you can say what you want, but what would that have done to our relationship? I don't know. You can say what you want, you know? 
you mentioned it. Look where I'm at now. I love where I'm at now. Yeah. And and that's what's important. So yeah. we can all go, you know, oh, we can go back in the time machine. Would you take it all back? You know, I guess you want to say only a dumbass would not take that back, you know, because I took somebody's life and this, this, and that, or whatever. But I don't, I don't have all kind of crazy regrets. We're, we're, I'm here. I'm here. I went through what I've been through. I love who I am. I, I love where I'm going. I know there's a lot more to it. There's so many more chapters to, you know, to write. That is a big part of my life. That does, that that has played the biggest role in my would life. Would you take it back just to the mere fact of not putting your mom through that? Oh man, of course I would take it back for so many reasons, you know, especially because my mom, especially because you know that lady went through. She, my dad didn't. My dad was. I mean, he was well. He fell in love with some chick, and he got pussy whipped and whatever. And honestly, you know, as close as we were, that kind of hurt our relationship because he wasn't. Keeping in contact with me and all that, my arm's going numb. He wasn't keeping in contact with me like I thought he would, like he should, and so mm-hmm. on, like everybody else was. And my mom's coming. My mom's driving four hours every weekend, oh. every weekend. Yeah, yeah. So you can imagine that bond that we got and what she, mm-hmm. you know, went through. And she knows, she knows that I wasn't. It wasn't some drunken fool. It was bound to happen to West. No, what was bound to happen is my dumb blind ass. That's what's bound to happen. I should have got glasses. That's what should happen. All right. Well, you're glad you got the surgery, which is better than glasses. Man, that's one of the best investments I ever made. Really? Anybody out there, if, you, if you know, you're eligible, I am eligible. Oh, here's, God, here's, do it, dude. Here's my thing, though, man. Like, because you only got a you. What's that? The best investment. The best. Really? The you're thing is, like, it's vision. like your vision, though. It's not like oh, like your elbow where they. they You've fuck never heard. It up. Have you heard of a bad surgery on LASIK? I I, mean, I I have not, but I mean, just your eyes, man. Your vision's important, so I'm a little freaked out by that. I'd rather be every other disability besides blind. Yeah. I'd rather be deaf, mute. Yeah, me too, dude. Not being able to see is, freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. Tony, it's so painless. Really? It's so it, it's it's freaky how everything goes. You're awake for the whole thing. Your eyes super numb. You see them clamp your eyelid open. Excuse me. You see them, the laser machine moves above your eye. Yeah. You hear people counting off five, four, three, and then you you hear one of first. <laughs> you hear and it and it and it, it cuts like a flap in your eye. Okay. Well, the the doctor does. You the flap. see that? The doctor cuts a flap in your eye, <laughs> pulls back the flap. Boom. Yeah, you see it all happening. Now you just got, now you, you're a little bit underwater. Then he cuts another flap, pulls that one up. Now you're completely underwater. I think he did a What third. do you mean by underwater? Your vision's going more and more. You have these layers. It's going like better or? Worse, worse. He's okay. opening it up. He's opening these upper, I don't know, I'm not an optometrist or op- yeah, whatever, yeah. Specialist, eye yeah. specialist. He's opening up these little layers and pulling them back and pulling them back and pulling them back. So that when the laser goes in straight to your pupil, it does its magic. Okay. So he pulled them all back. You're seeing everything. Now it's just super blurry. And then you can see this machine because of the red light. Yeah. And then you you hear, and you smell. You smell your eye being burnt. You smell it. You literally smell the eye being burnt. And it's like, ooh, ooh that smells weird. That's, that's crispy eye right there. <laughs> and then once it's done, within like a minute, you feel nothing. Here comes the doctor again. And it's like he, it's like he windshield wipes you. He like puts that that first flap down, make sure it's smooth. <laughs> puts the other one down again. I think it was three layers. You already can see, already good, but your eyes too sensitive, so they immediately patch you up, and boom. Okay, you do one at a time, right? No, did two right there. 
did too. And so you leave with both of those flaps in your eyes? No, you, you leave with your eyes. You, you, you put super dark glasses on that they give you. Um, you have patches on. You had like eye patches on for like maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes, where you're just sitting there with, you know, eye patch. But then they take it off and they put the glasses on. And then you have the glasses. You're supposed to have the glasses on for the rest of the day. But you're supposed to go home and sleep for three hours. Unless it's, you're going to sleep for the rest of the night. But you should sleep for three or more hours. Okay. And when you wake up, ta-da, 2020. <laughs> really? That's it. God, that sounds really appealing. That's it, bro. It wow. was. I'm telling you, man. It was. The, I've, I've always said it. Two of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Quit smoking cigarettes while in prison, by the way. And getting LASIK surgery. I'm telling you, it, it, you'll you'll love life that much more. No more glasses, no more, you know. Yeah. Um, you can probably get insurance on it. You should get insurance yeah. on it because you're you're a little bit older and and it does like it, mine's just going away a little bit. My right eye. Well, I don't know if it was because of the LASIK going away, but funny that you said that the last thing Gus that you would want to be is is blind versus everything else. My 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 right eye is is, is fucking with me right now. You know, <clears throat> if I close my right eye, everything's perfect. If I close my left, whoo, it, it went there. And we're almost we're almost back to where I used to be. Really? Yeah. And how long ago did you do it? But I don't know that it's the LASIK surgery. And this is what I was trying to get to. In my fight, my last fight, the, the guy cut my eye open. He hit me with an elbow um, when I was trying to roll out of a, a back mount. And um, the blood immediately poured into my eyes because it's here. It's right here on the next to the eyelid. Yeah. And I turtled up, you know, in order to start defending. He was trying to... Um, do some jujitsu on me. So when I was turtling up, the, the blood just went right down the crease of my eye, right where we crease. And it filled my eye up immediately. Boop, 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 boop. My whole eye was just filled with blood. Then it crossed the bridge of my nose and started going into the next one. And as it was in my eye, and I'm, I'm, I'm blocking him from, you know, doing whatever he was trying to do, I remember I felt my eye starting to burn. And I remember in that split second, I thought, why you know they always stop fights when when there's cuts on the eyes and I never knew what was the big deal and then one of the biggest reasons is that the, the plasma in blood, if it gets in your eye and isn't taken out quick enough, it could blind you. It can alter your vision. Wow. So when that whole when the fight was over, you know they stopped the fight after because the doctor the doctor said, uh, "Can you keep going?" And I'm I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yeah." And they, but then as I looked at him, he's like, "Fighter, look at me," you know. And I looked at him, he saw my face, my eye was just covered in blood, so he caused the fight. They took the, the blood out, whatever. Man, since then, since then, I see little black, little black gnats, little <laughs> little black, yeah. Really? I see little flies that don't exist. I stopped, I stopped waving at it because I knew it was it was fake. And I was looking with my ex, she was like, What are you doing? And I was like, There's not a gnat in here. They're like, oh my God, is that is that is this still happening? I'm like, oh shit, it's gotten worse. Yeah. So I I get them. I get them. And they come hard sometimes and they come you know, a little less sometimes. Yeah. But definitely. So I don't know if it's combination of the blood in my eye and then you know the LASIK surgery. I don't know, but it definitely needs to be retouched. So okay. if I were you, get insurance. Get the insurance. Yeah, get, get okay. insurance. Awesome. And anybody listening out there, I'm totally down for a sponsor for my eye. <laughs> um, the last time, the last time uh, I scratched my cornea, not that long ago, and I thought that that's what probably caused this issue right now. Yeah. He remembers when I had scratched the cornea, and it was something stupid. I was in the in the pool swimming. I was getting ready to go spirit fishing with my brother the next day, so I kind of wanted to acclimate my, my lungs and practice diving and holding my breath. And so I was at the bottom of this pool practicing like if I'm spirit fishing, and I'm trying to hover on the ground, not lay on it. And I, I try to like propel off the ground, and I guess I kicked up some little pebbles or something microscopic in the bottom of the pool, went right into my eye, 
And I'm like, oh shit. And when I got up, like, like anybody else, I rubbed my eye. That's it. That rub, a huge slice and dice in my cornea. So I, I went to the doctor, got treated, whatever. Hasn't been the since then. But when that happened, Gus, I'm in the shower and I and I got this this patch on and I'm thinking, man, I need to be ready right now. Right now, right now. I need to start accepting that my right eye might go blind and I'm gonna be blind in one eye for the for the rest of my life. What's going on, beautiful people? Just wanna take a moment to thank everyone out there for tuning in. We continue getting so much love and support and appreciate every bit of it. But on that note, if you're a new listener or simply someone who's interested in following our journey, please take a second to subscribe to our channel or download whatever necessary app in order to never miss a show. Also, why not give us a follow on Instagram at BlackSheep305 and at Gus Mill. Again, we truly appreciate all the love and support and look forward to continuously giving everyone listening a different perspective. Now let's get back to the podcast. Anyhow, fuck my eye. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really did think like that. I'm, I'm an extreme when it comes to that. I try to get myself ready for worst case scenario. Um, Tony, listen, we talked a lot about a lot of things today, man. Yeah, man, it's been I fun. Can't, I can't tell you how much I've, I've enjoyed having you here and uh, definitely would love to have you back again. Thank you. Um, you bring a lot of positivity to this world. Uh, I, I wish people can and meet you in person. If they only saw you at the gym, they will see that you're that guy who fucking hugs everybody. Everybody's like Tony, and you know. No, you I'm j- definitely glad I had a conversation with you. Know, Thanks, I know man. you're you're a really good person. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. And, and, and you you had a great point, and and you know a lot of us have to hit rock bottom to to really know what it is to 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 have to be blessed with, you know, to really know what it is to see light, whichever yeah. light it is that you see and that anyone sees, and uh, you know you you. You've been there a couple of times so to see you bounce back and, and you know three years clean that's awesome man that's that's fucking dope and to be so successful with your job and your kids and your relationship and i know your wife is hitting you up right now that's no, okay <laughs> listen when you um when you reached out and said hey what do you think about and uh this is what it's all about right so when you have an opportunity to get on a platform like this and maybe help out another alcoholic who knows where they are that's where they're so at true. where they're you know where they're hurting, um, that, that's that's what this is all about. It's about you know paying it forward. So, so so tell people out there, you know, give, give them that closing statement of if you know if they're feeling anything you're feeling, what what would you tell people to do, and what would be that final little bit of guidance you give them? Here's here's the reality with uh, and you and by that you mean with addiction. Yeah, um, you know we're we're one degree of separation from anybody that hasn't uh, has a problem, and, and with that there's also one degree of separation for somebody who's been saved, right? And that, I'm not getting preachy. I'm just saying either by NA, narc, you know, um, yeah. Narcotics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous. It, it's it, We're not in an era anymore where it's shameful to have an addiction or to say you're an addict. It's it's very common now, unfortunately. Right. Um, and, and maybe not unfortunately. It's, 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 uh, it's maybe com- it'll help it, people come out more. It's maybe. common enough that you can speak to it, and a lot of people now won't judge you based on that. Right. Um, I, I think it's important just to communicate um, hurts, hangups, addiction. Um, communication is key. Um, that's what's that's what helped me. I, I uh, what helped me was you know raising my hand and saying once again, as shameful as that can be, I need help. And then the next word, which is again, um, the people that have been around have said, hey, it's okay. This is kind of part of the process. It, very few people get it at the first time. Very few, less than one percent people in recovery get it the first time so you definitely want to encourage them to hey 
it's, it's try it again. It, you can do it. It's, it's a process. process. You literally have to get back up. You know, you know, dust off, uh, get rid of the shame and guilt. You'll carry that for a little while, but then you know, there's obviously there's a cleaner path forward. So and and definitely reaching out to, you know, people of religious belief and church goals yep. and all that's another great source. By yep. all means, there's gonna be nothing but positivity from that, regardless of what my beliefs are. You know, these. These Christians and Catholics and everybody Muslims, you know, they have they have beliefs. They want they want good out of people like anybody else does. And and some of us need a certain foundation. And man, if you haven't gotten one, you know, going through Jesus, going through the Bible, going through church, going through spirituality, yeah, it's a great way of of, of establishing that. You and know? help this alcoholic. That's that's what I can share. That's um, great, bro. Yes. You have you have an amazing story, and I know people are gonna want to know more about it. Are you on Instagram at all? Or no, I am. You yeah. know, what's, what's your it's handle? A Cuban uh, underscore seminal. Cuban Seminole. Cuban Seminole, man. FSU. <laughs> you know, those are my boys, man. I'll be up there in Tallahassee next weekend for the Canes uh, Seminoles game. So, what, what's uh, how are they looking right now? I've been too, too oh, tired. Not, not good. Neither one, not huh? Good. Either one. UM yeah. is not looking good either. But yeah, FSU they're... neither, right? Yeah. So, no, this is a big game for us this for is, bragging. This is this is all this is bragging, bragging rights. All bragging. This is the battle of the uglies. But are we are we under 500, both your team and they're mine? They're both 500, four and four. Wow. That bad. It hasn't been like that yeah. in a while. What's had like two dominant schools, you know, not to get back into this, but yeah. two schools at 80s and 90s yeah. dominant Killed early it. 2000s. Put out the most NFL football oh. players and ever. Now, and now they're the laughing stock of college football league. Yes. Well, and that's horrible for Miami. What a horrible way to end this, this podcast. But that's horrible for, my, for Florida because you have FSU and UM doing shit. And you got Dolphins. That's the absolute worst team yeah. in the entire We're NFL. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Is your brother still working with them? Are we going to watch some yeah, games? Yeah, we we are. We attended this yeah, year, bro. <laughs> this may be the bad year to do it. Fuck we it. may want to go just to see what, you know, just to kind of laugh a little bit and approach the game with a little bit of uh, just. Next not, week is a Jets game, no? Isn't well, it next week? The, tomorrow is uh, Steelers, Dolphins, Monday night. The but then, win- but then this, I think this week coming up, we have the Jets. I'm not sure. It's the 12th. Oh, the following week. Yeah. The following week. Okay. Yeah. So. But thanks for having me, dude. Really appreciate it. My brother, it. nothing yeah. but love for yeah. you. And, I, and you're one of the few people that I mean it 100%, man. I love you. And love you, uh, you, you, you mean a lot brother. to me, bro. You, and, and it's great to have you on board. I'm glad we did this. And, Thank you. Uh, 100% agree. Guys, if you're out there following and listening, <clears throat> make sure you give him a follow on uh, Instagram at Cuban underscore Seminole. Don't forget about Gus Villami, G-U-S-V-I-L-L. A-M-I-L. A-M-I-L. And uh, follow me at Black Sheep 305 We appreciate everybody out there for showing your love and support. Tune in for the next one. Love, peace, and hair grease.